0: Talk Live, if your show. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231, sickle CAI toll-free line. As we launch into another show of fun and excitement, it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. We start out with your phone calls going to Michael in North Carolina on the Appalachian Trail. Hello, Mike, uh, Michael.
1: Well, good evening, gentlemen.
0: Hey, good evening, sir. Uh, You are hiking the Appalachian Trail, though I don't know if that's the reason you called in tonight, but good to know you're still out there and haven't broken anything.
1: Well, uh, sprained, but not broken. So uh, I've been uh, taking a few days off and uh, sitting by the river here, getting caught up on things here. But uh, the one thing I did want to call in about is uh, I was talking to a hiker yesterday, and we got to talking, and, and this is something I haven't really done yet, but I, I, I intend to do more of in the future uh, as I go along here. And he said he was from New Hampshire, so and he asked me why I moved to New Hampshire. So <laughs> I had to explain to him about, about the uh, Free State Project. Yeah. Which you know, it's a, it's a movement of twenty thousand people who are coming to New Hampshire for for more freedom, basically to to get active and and actually do things.
2: That
0: is correct, and so, it's uh, working very well so far. So what did he say?
1: Ex- exactly, he was kind of positive about the idea. Surprisingly enough, uh, I also turned him on to Free Talk Live. He uh, told me he's going to Keene State this fall, so uh, he'll actually be down in your neck of the woods. And oh, I perfect. told him to. Uh, Look up your show and give them WKBK if you wanted to listen there.
0: I think a lot of people, I don't know why you were so surprised, I think a lot of natives uh, of New Hampshire are very pleased to know that people are coming here as a part of the Free State Project. I know, uh, Nick, you were pleased when you found out about it, right?
3: Yeah, and I didn't, I'm not signed up for the project. I didn't move here. I was here already. So right. I, I don't think it's that uncommon. There are a lot of people who are glad that the Free State Project's picked New Hampshire and that people are coming and making a difference. Michael?
1: yeah i I agree entirely it was just uh you know it was just surprising to to run into that and see that out here in in the mountains in North Carolina you know
0: yeah well, it's a small world, so anything else you wanted to share with us tonight?
1: I definitely intend to do more outreach while I'm out here just uh spread the message of freedom liberty and and whatever I can do.
0: Excellent, sir. Keep up the good work. Oh, and, and uh,
1: hmm. one more thing. Yes. Uh, I want to encourage everybody to go to vote.freetalklive.com because oh. Free Talk Live is way back in the rankings, and we need to get, get – FTL up there to
0: number one. Are we? I hadn't even uh, looked in the last few days. We're about fifth. Okay. All right. And we could use a couple hundred votes. That's all it takes. I mean, we've got 3,000 people at the very least listening to the podcast, and who knows how many hundreds of thousands actually listening on the radio. Uh, So if you've got a moment... Thank you for the call, by the way, Michael. If you've got a moment... Go to uh, vote.freetalklive.com. It makes a difference for us. It'll only take you a minute or so, and all you need is an email address. You won't be spammed or anything like that. It's just how the the system verifies that you're a real person. So go to vote.freetalklive.com if you want to help us out in the podcast rankings, which would be much appreciated. All right, so we go to the email box. This one is a little strange. It's from Daniel. He says, let's try some free market role play. Let's say you and I grew up in a fledgling free market, and you set up your radio station like you've always dreamed of doing, and naturally, the radio station makes it big. Everyone He's talking in, to you, right? Apparently. Okay. Everyone in your area listens to its plucky brand of local news and talk radio, but then you discover that someone else is occupying the same frequency. By this time, pretty much the whole dial is occupied, and knowing that your station is the most popular, a road owner across town has set up hundreds of small transmitters along the side of his highway, and they replace your signal with their own, with the signal only powerful enough to override yours on his land. Annoyed by how much it's costing them to set up these transmitters, they decide to sue you under the provisions of your deed restrictions or insurance or interlocking protection company arrangements, or however the market decides to police itself, and an arbitrator is appointed to hear the case. He says, I'm going to role-play what the lawyer might say and give you a chance to respond. What uh, What right does a person have to irradiate the property of another person? My client never consented to this, and now it's hurting his business. My client is trying to provide talk radio to his customers, and because of the actions of the the defendant, which is me apparently, uh, he has to buy transmitters powerful enough to drown out the signal from this person's unsightly radio tower. I've heard that the defendant uh, owns his own radio show on Free Talk Live. He has the gall to claim that he owns the very frequency that he's transmitting on. This man believes in fantasies, that you can own a concept, an imaginary line on a spectrum analyzer, and uses this flimsy justification as an excuse to bombard my peaceful client's property with electromagnetic radiation that interferes with his ability to service his customers. I ask you, Mr. Arbiter, to do the right thing, defend property rights, defend the very thing that made this society great, and enjoin the defendant from broadcasting this signal into anyone's property who does not explicitly consent. Now it goes on a little bit more but this is pretty ludicrous to me. Uh this this whole situation. Mark, you suggested that uh, that we read this on the air and I don't even understand why this this case would even get heard in a uh, in a free market arbitrator.
4: Well, he brings up a lot of points that uh, sort of uh harken back to other um issues that we've discussed and I mm-hmm. thought that uh, it might uh you know it it, it could uh, make some interesting discussion. Okay. Uh, Well, people don't understand this whole, uh, you know, how would certain things work in a free market? The author obviously does, but, um,
0: you know, many, most listeners don't. Okay, well, I guess the concern here is, the main concern is the issue of radio stations uh, transmitting over top of one another, or the ludicrous, then there's the secondary concern, uh, which is ludicrous, of, you know, you're not allowed to broadcast your frequencies on my land, which is absurd right that doesn 't make any sense any more than uh, you 're not allowed to fly your airplane over my land right there 's that, and you know then there 's you know the pesky laws of physics which sort of get in the way of too right. bad uh, these electromagnetic waves are going to go wherever they want to go
4: right and it 's not a concept uh, you know uh, it 's not imaginary they, you know <laughs> the the electro magnetic spectrum is very, very real, and you can uh, pinpoint areas on it now I, you know I, I guess homesteading uh, it it makes sense to me that homesteading uh, you can homestead a
0: frequency. I don't know. It, that sort of makes sense, but at the same time, I can understand where he's coming from when he when he's suggesting here that uh, you know you don't own that frequency. What you might do is you have some sort of uh not really it's not really a right necessarily but you were there first on that frequency in that particular area if for instance you homesteaded 101.7 in your town that doesn't mean that the you know the person in the next town over doesn't have a right to broadcast on that frequency it's just that in the world of broadcasting if there's already a signal coming in it's kind of silly to, uh, to broadcast over top of an existing signal because you're wasting your power trying to well, overcome who's already there. It's not silly if the, all the spaces on the dial are taken up. But, and that's pres- but that, uh, the problem there is that if we actually had the marketplace in action, the dial would be unlimited. The dial wouldn't necessarily be segmented in the way that it is right now. Right now, the FCC hands down these uh, diktats from on high about what defines FM, what defines AM, and mm-hmm. you know what frequency ranges are, are all operating there. Right,
4: and we're currently working under the sort of the old technology of FM and AM, which now have, has been uh, changed into digital AM and uh, digital FM. Um, and the FM dial has four stations um, inside. The, the, the new digital FM dial has four stations inside uh the old uh, frequency is is that correct something like that it's it's
0: they've managed to squeeze they quadrupled in quadrupled the existing dial on f m that's true and that's under the existing f m or that's under the existing f c c uh dictatorship uh, without the f c c around then there could be all kinds of developments in the world of radio broadcasting that you don't you wouldn't have to go to the f c c to beg them for permission to allow you to uh, to change your technology or to improve things, which is the number one reason why uh, you men- you're mentioning what you're talking about, Mark, is HD radio, which is w- something most people don't even know about. They don't even know it exists, and uh, it 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 probably would be a lot more popular today if it had actually had uh, if the marketplace had actually been allowed to work and it, it could have come out when it was originally being designed, which is in the early 1990s. But it didn't really hit the marketplace until the early aughts, the early portion of this decade. And it hasn't really even penetrated into hardly any households or any vehicles, simply because it's kind of outdated at this point. And, uh, you know, podcasting and Internet delivery are becoming more popular. And the, the poor radio industry is running to try to catch up with the rest of technology, but the FCC is holding it back. We can continue this discussion here, and I want to get back to the homesteading issue as well. This is your show. You take control. Bring up what you want. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. Cycle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. All the features, by the way, include the bulletin board system. Over 340,000 posts. Serious issues to fun stuff. You'll find it all at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. How much do you spend
4: on coffee? JustPlainJoe.com offers over 60 different flavors Roasted to order. Gourmet Arabica coffee beans and whole bean or ground at just $7.99 a 12-ounce package. It's roasted fresh to order. com. Most orders delivered within three business days via UPS. Buy five packages and save on shipping. That's JustPlainJoe.com.
0: All right, so we're talking about an email that kind of paints a, a ludicrous scenario in regards to uh, the, the future of radio transmitting in a free market world without the FCC around to... Uh, create rules for radio broadcasters. I don't
4: know how ludicrous it is. Uh, when you read uh, stories like we read yesterday on the air, you'll realize that that uh, fact is, in fact, much stranger than fiction. What story? Oh, you mean like the... The, 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 the one lady uh, that married... Incest the, people? Yeah, the, the l- lady that married her... her, her uh, having children with her father, and uh, the, the, the weird cult out in Texas. Gotcha. So, y- you can't say ludicrous because anything can happen.
0: Yeah, well, I mean... It, There are a couple of concepts in here that are pretty ludicrous, and one is that someone could possibly take another person to court for transmitting on a frequency because the electromagnetic radiation or the electromagnetic waves are coming onto one's property as though that's some sort of property rights violation. It would seem to me that in any sane society, that would be laughed right out of the courtroom uh, or or the arbitration hearing chamber or whatever it would be called. Uh, but the other question here is, you know, well, how would the homesteading thing work? Or would there even be homesteading? Because if I'm in one town and you're in another and we both want to broadcast on the same frequency, I think that's okay. I mean, I don't think that that person has a right to the frequency. I just think that hopefully society, whatever form it takes, would come up with a set of standards for what is appropriate and what is not Maybe the industry would come up with those standards. I don't know who would do it, the arbitrators. It would be their professional job to determine these things. Uh, So if you were to, for instance, flip on your transmitter first within a certain area and – that gives you a lot of, um, you know, that that in and of itself is
4: just like homesteading some property. If you manage right. to get to a piece of land first, just like they did when they were um, colonizing America here, you get to a piece of land first, you you put your little um, you know, stake in the ground, and you started working the land and building the house and that kind of thing, yeah, that counts for something.
0: It counts, but at the same time, if you wanted to broadcast on that frequency on your own property, I couldn't see how anyone would be able to uh get away with stopping you from doing that, in that if I had my transmitter on five years ago, and then you Mm -hmm. came along, Mark, and decided, well, I don't want to listen to this on this frequency, I want to put something else on there in in my area, I don't see what the problem exactly would be with you doing that, except for the fact that you yourself would be restricting your, your broadcast ability by cutting into my existing signal
4: right you'd have some difficulty um it, one would assume that uh that they would uh that, that somehow the marketplace would come up with some standardization so that they could have little talking houses as they're called little little fm trans uh, no they're am transmitters that go mm-hmm. on 1610 and 1620 um i used to have one at my house and as all you had to do is di- dial into that, pa- that particular dial position you could listen to a uh, recorded in uh, informational loop of three minutes long about that particular house that's so for sale mm-hmm. and uh you know people would do that, but if it was if somebody was broadcasting on sixteen ten or sixteen twenty it wouldn't go nearly as far. they'd have to be pull up into your driveway to get you know getting it close enough to the box to even be able to hear its you know sort of staticky
0: that's true so if someone else came on board again, if I'd been broadcasting five years ago and Mark, you came on and didn't just want to broadcast to your property but wanted to broadcast to the same general area that I was broadcasting in, then we'd have a conflict right then yeah. there then there would be an issue in which case there would probably be arbitration, and I would probably clearly win that particular case. Though, could your transmitter be forced to be shut down? I don't think so, simply because uh, we'd be living in a voluntary society. Uh, I just think that you would end up being ostracized. If that was what the arbiter came down with, was that, you know, you're you're in the wrong here, Mark. Uh, we're going to, if you don't fix the situation, you will be ostracized, and you'll no one will want to do business with, with you, and, people won't like you anymore. Well,
4: I don't think that uh because of the ruling, it would be it would be because of denying the ruling of a uh, you know, certified arbitrator that you would be ostracized and all that That's other stuff.
0: That's true. You would have gone into the arbitration court agreeing to in advance whatever the ruling was, and then if you decided you didn't want to abide by their ruling, then yes, you're right. You would be in violation at that point and you'd be ostracized. Would that force you to somehow turn your transmitter off? Not necessarily, but Might. maybe the power company would cut your feed. Who knows? You'd have to run a generator or something like that. Again, this gets into the world of uh, financial impossibility eventually because how much money are you really going to spend trying to compete with an existing signal on an existing frequency when all you have to do is step up a couple megahertz and or a fraction of a megahertz and, <laughs> and you've got your own blank frequency i don't I don't know how um, enough about radio it
4: seems it it, it it seems to me that there there has to be some kind of finite um, you know uh, affinity as far as it goes as, as far as radio uh, frequencies go simply because um it, 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 at some point you run out i mean what about the broadcast television stations they need much larger bands and they'd have to work their way in and, and that kind of thing so i mean
0: well the marketplace has done a wonderful job of expanding capacity beyond what Anyone originally thought and they don't necessarily going to be. have to
4: go on the band. I mean m- most television stations um, out there aren't on the aren 't broadcast
3: at all but. i think I think you'd be likely to see a market dynamic where there simply wasn't a market I mean if you get down to where where everybody has high def radio and they're they're doing um four times the bandwidth that they have now or the band space you're going to see a whole lot of radio stations out there and is it going to be a profitable venture to That's obviously the cost of entry would be much lower. So you'd have many more radio stations, but you wouldn't necessarily have a profit incentive when you have that many radio stations. Right.
0: How much can you divvy up the advertising right.
3: pie? Right. How Like how many people are going to be listening when you have hundreds of radio stations in a given area? Not very many. And at that point, I think it's just a market... Incentive. That's a great point. Just based on supply and demand. Well, it's um,
4: to some extent what you're saying is so, and uh, to some extent it's not. There's always going to be the good stations versus the crappy stations out there, okay? Um, and the, the people are going to listen to the good stations. They're just going to do that. In the same way that uh, most people listen to the the big television, you know, watch the big television station in a given town, and uh, or, you know, the, the big three or four, depending on how, size, uh, how large your town is, and they don't watch, uh, you know, uh, Mystery Theater 2000 or whatever. Whatever, mm-hmm. they're 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 not watching the the little stuff and the, the
3: higher um, numbers. So you know, there's always going to be the uh, the good ones, and the bad ones. There will be, but the better stations, one would assume, would have more resources in terms of capital, and they'd be able to. If somebody was starting to try to broadcast over them in a given area, they'd e- even if they couldn't take it to arbitration, they'd probably be able to outcompete them by you know, well, upping their, the power for, uh, of the transmitter. I mean, that's you're getting to the point where. The good stations, they're good, and they're not going to have to worry. Where you might see people overlapping is if you know you have a couple guys who have you know tiny transmitters in the same general town trying to you, you know they might fight it out, but there's not going to be a whole lot of of money in it for them. Mm. So I think just naturally you'd see a market process that would say it, the market kind of lends itself to stability eventually. You know it's always in flux, but it tends to find a balance. It does do that.
0: Whatever happens, it sure sounds a lot more exciting of a uh, a radio dial than what we currently have today with the FCC ruling the dial with an iron fist uh, to where the marketplace really is not free to operate all. screwing up
4: deals like uh, XM and Sirius.
0: Yeah, more on the way. You can take control of the airwaves. Uh, What happens if your 8-year-old son snips
5: a marker at school? We'll find out here in moments. It's Free Talk Live. It's time to pick a candidate, a serious candidate for president and start moving forward. That candidate is George Phillies.
1: This is George Phillies, Libertarian for President. I approved of this message. Paid for by Phillies 2008.
0: Free Talk Live, you can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free, including archives, an entire year's worth of the show front page of the website. For your downloading convenience, go and get them on us for free at freetalklive.com. Do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? SACL CAI does collections early out billing and they purchase charged off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you'd like to keep your clients too. SACL CAI. Check out their banner at freetalklive.com. That's SACL CAI. All right, so you can bring up whatever's on your mind. In the meantime, we go to a little news item here out of nine news dot com. Adams School District 50 is defending its decision to punish a third grader for sniffing a sharpie marker.
4: That's a good idea.
0: Eight-year-old Ethan Harris was originally suspended from the elementary school for three days. Principal Chris Benish reduced the suspension to one day after complaints from Harris's parents. Harris used a black Sharpie marker to color a small area on the sleeve of his sweatshirt. A teacher sent him to the principal when she noticed him smelling the marker and his clothing. The young man said, it smelled good. They told me that's wrong. Ethan's father, John Harris, says the school overreacted. Don't touch it, son. It's dirty.
4: (laughs) I mean, you're not giving the kid any kind of explanation.
0: Ethan's father says the school overreacted for treating Ethan as if he was huffing or inhaling marker fumes. I think it's outlandish, said his dad. It's ridiculous. Ethan shyly shook his head no when a reporter asked if he knew about huffing. He does now, though. Mm -hmm. niche stands by his decision to suspend Harris, saying it sends a clear message about substance abuse. This is really, really seriously dangerous, said the principal. In his letter suspending the child... If it's
4: so dangerous, why do they give the markers to the kids? (laughs) I mean, isn't it just like handing them a loaded gun? Apparently so. Facing
0: towards them? (laughs) In his letter, suspending you the know, child. I remember.
4: Mm-hmm. I remember when I was in school. They had the. They didn't have. They, I. I don't. I'm sure the Xerox technology existed. You know, photocopying existed, but a lot of stuff was done on mimeograph machines. These. Uh, these. Uh, it made purple uh, ink instead of black. You know what I'm talking about? I remember carbon paper, but I don't know no. about a mimeograph. This, this thing I was hand cranked by the teacher. Crank, 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 crank. I, I sound so old. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> and it had ink on it. I don't even know how the thing worked, okay? Nick over
0: here's never even seen carbon paper.
4: <laughs> I've heard of carbon paper. <laughs> and everybody would get one of these things, and usually, and often they would be fresh, and you'd just watch the whole class in a wave lift up the paper and smell it. Um, because really? it, it smelled like, Something I don't know what ink, mimeograph ink, and uh, it was just it was kind of strange. All
0: and the kids, kids like things that sm- that smell funny. Right
4: there you go. It smelled funny and people would smell it. So I I don't know, I, and I have no idea if mimeograph ink will, if you huff enough of it, if it'll get you high or anything like that. But. Uh, you know, it it's so strange that they get all bent out of shape. I remember kids would smell markers all the time because they
3: do smell like things. And yeah. they even had they had scented, smelly markers. They had scented markers. Oh yeah, we had those. And uh, yep, I, I think we smelled the sharpies too because they they smell good. I they think they've like gone with a, they've gone with a low odor now. Mm-hmm. I think a low odor mixture, so it's not as much fun anymore.
0: Well, uh, now the principal claimed in his letter suspending the child that smelling marker fumes could cause the boy to become intoxicated. But a toxicologist with the Rocky Mountain Poison Control Center, that claim is nearly impo- <clears throat> impossible. Dr. Eric Lavona says non-toxic markers like Sharpies, while pungent smelling, cannot actually be used to get high. So, so, so the there. principal's
4: wrong, right? Uh, and uh, the kid's suspended, and the principal won't back off, and the uh, school board's backing them up. Right. Nice. The,
0: the uh, doctor in this case said, I don't know whether it'd be possible for a real overachiever to figure out a way to get high off of them, but in regular use it's just not something that's going to happen. If you went to Costco and bought 50 bags of Sharpies and did something to them, maybe there's a way to get creative and make it happen. Uh, Adams County School District, 50 leaders were unfazed by the Poison Control Center's medical opinion. Yeah, screw, screw that. The principals, uh says here, Principals make hundreds of decisions every day based on our best judgment, and at that time, smelling that marker, I felt like, wow, that's a very serious marker.
4: <laughs> this guy's said. Been-
5: rube yeah
0: despite the medical evidence the principal promised to draw an even clearer line on markers and get this he says we've purged every permanent marker there is in this building there you go (laughs) at least it's clear now here here's
4: the here's the 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 first thing that i want to see is um unambiguous rules and if the rule is you may not have a permanent marker at the very least people may know what that rule is they they, mm-hmm. they could reference that rule from the student handbook if they so chose to read the damn thing um where but you know here he just he finds a sharpie i don't know if he was given the sharpie or if he had the sharpie from home or what the rule was he smells the sharpie he draws a little spot on a sweatshirt you know this uh, there was there was no rule here the poor kids get <laughs> suspended over some what huh what are you You should have known
0: huffing i don't know what you wh- of what you speak zero tolerance ignorance is no excuse Blah blah blah. Yeah, you know, and, and the the
4: problem here is is obviously um, that the the public school has a has a darn close to a monopoly. They have a monopoly of funding um, as far as uh, school systems go. If you want to send your kid to private school, you can, but you still have to pay for the public school. If you mm-hmm. want to homeschool your kid, you can, but you still have to pay for the public school. So they have a monopoly of sorts. And you know, if if I got to make this choice at my private school. Believe you me, they would uh, they would think about it differently because, well, my, my parents could say, you know, this is stupid, and there's a lot of schools he could go to. You need to rethink your little policy here, right. your little power trip, or we're going elsewhere.
0: I, I think a reasonable solution here might have been to simply take Ethan aside and say, now, Ethan, that could be dangerous, and we don't want you doing that in class. Those markers are poison. Yeah. They're
4: deadly, deadly poison. Right. And And the devil lives in them.
0: Right. Then let him go back to his chair. Okay? Yeah. Leave it there. Talk about overreaction. By the way, Ethan says he's happy to be back in school after his suspension, but he did confide... They they haven't crushed
4: his little spirit yet, have they?
0: That uh, that he worried that the school's disciplinary action might hurt his dream of one day becoming a professional football player. Ah, the the, the permanent record. No, don't worry about
4: it, Ethan. Um, Just go out and uh, fight some dogs against each other and uh, smoke (laughs) some crack cocaine and you'll make
0: a fine, fine football player. The toll-free number here for you is 800-259-9231. It is high time that people uh, get rid of these government schools by whatever means necessary. I don't know what it's going to take. I don't know if it's going to be some sort of market-based phenomenon that actually uh, finishes them off, or some combination between that and political activism. But it's time that people stopped number one paying for this, these these pri- uh, not private but these government schools, and number two sending their kids there. If your kid gets suspended from the government school, you should consider that a good thing. Don't be in a rush to send them back. In fact, use that as your opportunity to look at other options and ideas as to how to, to educate your your child as opposed to putting them in these government indoctrination camps where they're treated like dogs almost. Let's go to your phone calls, and you can bring up anything. Talk to Dave in Waterloo. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Dave.
5: Oh, it's me. Yes. Oh, Oh, wow, this Sharpie is really good, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Get all hepped anyway, up before you I, come I on here. What's I about to talk uh, about radio, actually, uh, about radio and the FCC and the CRTC and all these uh, entities that uh, stop the industry from growing. You yes. see, there are concepts like uh, time division, uh, multiplex, uh, and, uh, code, uh, division multiplex access and code division multiplex access. I don't think most of, of our
0: listeners are familiar with those because I know I certainly uh, am not.
5: Well, these are these these are techniques in order to uh, cram more signal into the spectrum. Mm-hmm. So basically, what we've got is uh, our, our situations where the technology is available to allow this uh, scenario where you've got uh, your friend in uh, in uh, Beetleburg and your other friend in in uh, Charlie Town, and and they're both trying to transmit on the same frequency. But with, with this uh, technology that's been around for such a long time, mm-hmm. it, it's possible to transmit. Both transmitters at the same time you just have to have the proper uh, receiver the proper t- kind of transmitter and all of this because the FCC has its head in a special place yeah uh, we can't give a we can't get ahead with this stuff they keep on uh, uh, imposing their rules on what's happening in the industry so that's, that's basically what I wanted to yeah, say. You I'll nailed back it. To i back mean, my te- Sharpie and uh, keep on Thank on. <laughs> you, dude. We
0: appreciate the call. The technology is out there, and it would have been here decades ago if the FCC hadn't been in the damn way. More coming up. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, it's your show. You can bring up whatever's on your line, toll free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are totally free. So enjoy those. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, then go shopping with us at store.freetalklive.com. All kinds of great Free Talk Live branded merchandise. From t-shirts to hats to hoodies, uh, we've even got DVD Classic Archive collector sets and more. You'll find it all at store.freetalklive.com. That's store.freetalklive.com. Continuing with your calls, it's James in Alberta. James, you're on Free Talk Live. Oh, hi there. Hey, what's on your mind uh, tonight?
6: I had uh, something on my mind log for a, little, a while. I've been seeing uh, quite a few videos on the internet about uh, a lot of different people who have been able to easily uh break the hydrogen atom off of water and use it to power cars uh or what what have you
4: fuel um, cells right what's that that's a fuel cell right
6: well not really it's no. actually just a, a matter of uh, uh like there's been a few gentlemen that have done it and uh there's one prominent name was uh uh Daniel Dingle, his name, he's uh, got a YouTube video, he's from the Philippines. He's been turning cars to run on water since, like, about 1968. Is that uh,
0: right? Was, hmm. Where, why uh, haven't the Stan, uh, the men in black showed up to take him out? I mean, that's what we always hear about when people well, bring and then this There's a guy up. named
6: Stan Meyer who was murdered. Stanley Meyer, if you look him, M-E-Y-E-R, he was murdered in uh, about 1996. And uh, he had been on the news. There's like a YouTube videos from him on the news showing his dune buggy running on completely on water. There's no exhaust. The, the only exhaust was oxygen, basically, and water vapor.
0: I've heard of these same uh, these same vehicles. Yeah, these stories uh, come up. They surface from time to time. And you know, uh, if this guy in the Philippines really has this, then why isn't why aren't people jumping all over this to uh, to turn it into a mass market thing?
6: He presented it to the Philippine uh, government, and then he was told that he, they didn't want it. It was suppressed. Well, like these technologies, when somebody comes out with them, uh, like just imagine what it would do. Big oil would be finished. But I think there should be.
0: Well, why would a, he present it to it, the Philippine government? Why wouldn't he take it to some uh, business that can actually do something with it?
6: Well, that's what Stan Meyer did. He had a, uh, what they said we see somebody had invested multi-millions of dollars into it, into the project to uh, get it going. As soon as that happened, he supposedly comes out of a restaurant, screams, I've been poisoned, and he died right there, and he was poisoned. Hmm. And, uh, I mean, this is all shown on a, like, there's this website called waterpoweredcar.com, and there's videos there, and there's, there's a story there on everything.
0: So the and... guy still, the guy down in the Philippines, you're saying he's still alive?
6: I don't know if he's still alive. Oh, okay. The video seems like it was made about well, four
0: years ago or so gotcha. on YouTube. Here's what but I would I just... like to know. I mean, if there's this problem, and, and, and again, these, these claims come up on the show from time to time, so maybe you can address this. If there's this problem with people having their inventions you know, stolen from them or having themselves killed suppressed. or in some way the information being suppressed... If that really is a problem then why doesn't one of these inventors I understand he you know he wants to profit from his invention and everything like that but it seems I mean if you look at the history of this these allegations about all this suppression it right. seems like it's impossible to profit so why not inventing release inventing a car
4: that is uh, that, that that you know runs on alternative fuel or even uh, just really good gas mileage could kill
0: you why not release the plans on the internet so anybody anywhere could build these things for themselves, and then there would be no more suppressing it. Why not?
6: Well, I, that's a good question, and I think people have tried, but I don't, I don't see anybody tried. successfully coming out and doing it. Well, there's it. No, no, there's I no just,
0: try. You either do or you don't. You either upload the plans and put it on a website and spread the word, or you don't do anything, and there's, there's no in between.
6: Yeah, and I just wish somebody, I, I, I just hope the the alternative uh, radio world would sort of step up and and people out there try this, do do it, get the technology out. Imagine what this could do. This would
3: change
0: the world. I'm sure, sure you're would. not the only person who's imagining that, and you're not the only person who's trying it.
3: Um, I just have to question what the feasibility of, of the technology, because I'm skeptical. I, I know the process is electrolysis of water, to split water into yeah. hydrogen and oxygen. It takes a lot of electricity to get a little bit of hydrogen, and I'm just wondering, are these systems that even feasible? The, because right,
6: and that was... now. Um, Stan Meyer had shown this. How he, he he didn't want to release his secrets. He had a bunch of patents. He's got all these patents that are documented on his on that website. there, water powered car. And uh, I don't. I honestly don't know. I'm just trying to figure out why uh, nobody's really talking about this. And it just seems like uh, something should be done about it. There was a, a guy recently named John Kansas. I don't know if you've heard of him. No, he no one's heard of any thom- of these
0: people. Mm-hmm
6: john kansas if you uh k, k- n z i u s he uh was on the news and he was trying to create a cure for cancer where he would inject small particles of gold into the bloodstream and then use this uh, radio wave technology to kill them but at the same time he also found a way to easily ignite water uh, you know uh turn it what it is is it Breaks the hydrogen atom off the off the H2O. Yeah, we don't really need to get
0: into a physics lesson. But, uh, you know, I, I respect where you're coming from on that, and I, I understand your concerns. And, you know, you did actually get a chance to talk about it. So thank you for your call tonight, and we certainly appreciate it. 800-259-9231. I mean, what do you want us to do? He said he wants the radio people to to do something, to step up, what else can we do besides take calls from people?
4: That's what our job is. Well, I think he's is. talking about the listeners. Um, he, wants, he wants the listeners to be, he wants to get the word out mm-hmm. um, about these uh, you know,
3: these, these, uh, these cars and this, uh, what is it called, electrolysis of hydrogen? Electrolysis of water. It's your, you're just splitting, you run an electric current through water and it splits it's the It's a lot of huh? electricity that you run through and you get very little hydrogen as a result uh that that's true. I mean, it might be feasible to do it on a commercial level um with nuclear power or something like that, but inside a vehicle, I'm very skeptical, and I'm not a chemist i don't I don't know I've done the process um before, and i you know it works it's just it takes a lot of electricity and I'm just wondering I mean these designs that turn water into burnable hydrogen. I'm thinking they're probably things that have huge battery packs in them and they Mm -hmm. run the electric current through the water and they can run a couple miles. You know, I don't know. I haven't looked into it that much. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, But I'm skeptical of the claim that there's actually a water-powered vehicle that can replace gasoline because – Given the few people who have an incentive to keep it down, if you're assuming it's the oil companies or the government trying to suppress it, Mm -hmm. why wouldn't another government, if our government was trying to suppress it, why wouldn't China be interested in running vehicles on water? They are interested, but
4: the amount of energy um, from combustible hydrogen and oxygen is never greater than the amount of energy required to separate it every single time. That's why it doesn't work. Absolutely. So,
0: so you're telling me, let me see if I understood you correctly, it takes a, It takes X amount of energy to actually separate the atoms in the first place, mm-hmm. or to separate the molecules, and then whatever you get out of burning the hydrogen after the fact is
3: less than X.
0: Right. Yes. So it just doesn't work.
3: Well, it, it does. I mean, if you're facing an oil shortage, you can't, I mean, theoretically you could turn electricity into it, powering a vehicle and it'd be more efficient, but if you need a combustible fuel... Um, it might make sense to make hydrogen out of nuclear power, solar, wind, if if that if it was needed and there was an oil shortage. Um, but right now, I just don't think there's the profit motive to really run vehicles on hydrogen. Maybe one day, if we start running out of oil, right. it'll and, make more sense.
0: And the suppression stories they make—they make, they don't make sense in the internet age. I mean, back in the late '70s, if someone came around and told these stories, then it would be, ooh, yeah. Well, I was seems...
4: told one of those stories in the '70s, and and uh, you know, it, it's very interesting. Of the battery that of the car battery that would not die. You know, it yeah it, it went dead. Was it suppressed? Of course it was. Right. You know the, the the car company guys, men in black came and uh, slapped down some cash and uh, you know told the guy that you know we're, we're buying this and it was it's been put in a warehouse in Detroit or somewhere and never been heard from again.
0: Right. So back in the day when information traveled much slower and was much more difficult to access than it is today, back then stories like this would have played far better than they do today. In that. If there's if there's some sort of suppression campaign going on, it can be easily overcome now because of the internet. As I suggested, these in, uh, these inventors can put their inventions online. They can show proof of concept. They can put their plans up for people to be able to duplicate. They could still get credit for it down the line. You know, if if I mean, they
4: are the most qualified person to build this, but if they got the plans out, then they could show, hey, look, I can do this, right.
0: And if the plans have hit the uh, have hit the internet then there's no point in killing the originator of the idea the idea has already copied itself uh, on a, you know in a limited yeah. amount of times. Yeah. So it's just conspiracy theory I think. It's all I can come up with. One 259 9231 that is the Cycle CAI toll free line coming up. Somebody some state legislator in Illinois says it's dangerous for kids to know about atheism. want to hear what he has to say here in moments, and we'll take your calls about whatever's on your mind. At 800-259-9231, you can take control of the airwaves and bring up anything. That's why we call the show Free Talk Live, 800-259-9231. Hour number two is coming up. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231 as we launch into hour number two of the program. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Features there are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's Live. 800-259-9231. Dot com, 800-259-9231. Still to come, we've got to talk about atheism. Apparently one state legislator is very offended by the whole idea, doesn't want kids to even hear about the concept. We'll get to that here in moments, but let's go to your phone calls first and talk to Freedom One calling from Massachusetts. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hi, how you doing? Hey, what's on your mind?
7: Uh, not much. I just heard the... Uh Gentleman, before I was calling about the HHO fuel. Okay. Okay. And um, I've been researching HHO fuel since 1999, and I've been in contact That's with a the lot guy of damn who, research. Oh yeah, um, I've actually went to Florida and uh, met this guy Dennis Klein in person. And uh, he, what he did is he invented HHO. Was invented a long time ago. Uh, it was actually um, like Tesla's idea. He's the one that was the first guy that actually came out with it but like uh the gentleman with you was saying that they couldn't figure out a way to produce it without spending you know too much energy to create it this guy that i met in florida finally figured out the way to create hho out of 110 volts ac and 12 volt dc power um what he did is he created he he invented a torch first uh, Got the patents passed in eight months, came out with the torch, he sold over 3,000 of them. So like you were saying, people can, you know, rip these torches apart and figure out how they work if they want to. So they're out there already. Um, then what he did is in 1998, he came up with the same kind of system and made a hybrid car. And it runs on four ounces of water, you can get a 100 miles out of four ounces of water. Um, I have his phone number. I was wondering maybe you guys uh, could give him a call and try to get him on the show. Yeah, I I really,
0: you know, this isn't that kind of a show. We don't do really interviews very often. Uh, Somebody has to, I have to really be interested in seeking out uh, an interview, and it's not really a science kind of show. Uh, But I appreciate the offer. Um, Now, so you say this guy hasn't been shut down by the evil conspiracy yet, huh? Uh,
7: No, there's no, the only thing. So what's preventing him
0: from taking this big time then? Why hasn't this hit the big time?
7: Well, he's waiting for his patent. He's got he needs thirty two patents. He's got twenty seven of them passed. Now, like I said before, so it's the torch, actually the
0: government. Then you're you're saying it's the government's slow bureaucratic process that's holding all this up.
7: Yes, uh, actually, he's already the government's already has his technology. They've already created it. They're working on uh, Humvees the right now and it? tank technologies uh, with the fuel that he's, he's got.
4: The government doesn't um, make
0: tanks. No, the companies well, make be, tanks. Yeah, private companies.
7: Right, he's that. working with the companies. The, the The Humvees are the first thing that he's been trying to work on. That's been since ninety uh, eight. He's been working. Well, why on would that. we
0: need to interview him then? I mean, if he's already getting the you know the contracts well, and the deals, the questions
7: and... about why um, they don't come out with these things. It, I mean, this guy was on the news, but the problem is he's not on the national news. He's on local news. Now you would think that if this was true, wouldn't this be blown up real? You know, it would be blown up nationally. So
0: You'd think so, yeah. So why yeah, so what it? I
7: was thinking is <laughs> something's wrong here, this is a problem. And I was thinking Man, this ain't real. So I called the company first. I got a hold of him, I talked to him, I um made reservations to go down to Florida. I, I looked at this thing in person, the torch. He shows you a demonstration of how the torch works.
4: Why does he show you?
7: Why does he show you? Yeah. His, on his website it says if you want to request a, a viewing of of the invention, you can come down and see it before you buy it.
4: So is that um it, it, oh, so you're buying it. Did you buy it?
7: No, I didn't buy it. I I, I, I wanted to actually I I w I don't have the, the money to buy it and I don't use a how torch. Much does it cost? I mean, if I buy it plus I'm not a scientist so I can't rip the thing apart and try to figure out how it works. If I knew somebody that when you, you know, call
0: it a torch, is, it, is this a flashlight, or are you using the British term for, for flashlight? No, no,
7: this is an actual tor- a torch, but instead of using acetylene in oxygen, this uses water. It converts the water inside the unit into HHO fuel.
4: Now doesn't aren't the uh, HHO um, trademarks that are out there um, currently associated with an unproven state of matter called magna gases and uh, you know a, a theory about uh mag- nucleas which are, are um, way
0: over my head right now
4: I I, I think that this is I, I think the science has been uh, disproven at this point but,
7: What 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 he has it's called high it's called high tech apps is what it's called Okay The process that he uses How much
4: was one of the torches It's
7: 2500 bucks
4: 2500 bucks for a torch? Well, yeah. we should just go and get one now, and uh, we can convert it for the car.
7: Well, it's not that easy. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> if, you knew how to, if you knew how, if you were a scientist or whatever, you know, if you knew how to do that, I would suggest to do it. I know there's thousands of people that have done that that could figure out how to do that stuff. I just never went to school for any of that stuff. I mean, I,
3: I can get how you, you could get a lot of hot combustion out of hydrogen gas being burned through some kind of torch system, maybe combined with the oxygen from the electrolysis, I just don't, you know, I don't really, and I'm not a scientist either. I'm not getting how you're getting enough volume of gas to get. I'm, I'm assuming it powers a car by compression like any other fuel. you got to move well, pistons. It runs, ex-
7: it runs exactly like propane would run on a propane engine. It's the same exact thing. It will work on a combined uh, gas engine. The only thing is you have to change the, um, the fuel injectors. And um, you know what
0: I'd like to say is if you if what you're saying is true and this guy certainly and, sounds researched on it and I can yeah, tell you that I mean if you you know if you really went down you met this guy and he's really got this invention and he's really working on getting it into the marketplace it sounds like everything's going you know just fine swimmingly and we'll be seeing this in our technology soon thank you for the well, call tonight I appreciate it 800-259-9231. I mean he's already applying for the patents the military's picking up the technology if you believe what the guy says.
3: I mean, I know you can run vehicles on propane. I don't know about this technology. I'm still a little bit uh, skeptical about it. Of course, Um, I am too. You know, generally, it might be a start. I mean, you might be onto something, but generally, these technologies to be viable take a long time we have electric cars right now they're you know they're not that good as far as the range you get compared to gas it's just not worth the trouble so you know i'm not i'm not saying there isn't technology out there where you can run a car on water i'm just saying i don't think it's at the commercial stage yet i don't know maybe it's closer than i think it is and yeah you know if it is if it's on
0: that path then we'll hit we'll have it in our technology soon and all will be fine
3: yeah, I'd love to run a car on water. I just don't, you know, I'm skeptical of whether we're going to see it anytime soon.
0: Let's go to the phone calls and talk to Jeff in Louisiana. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Jeff.
8: Yes, hey, this is the um, progressive guy who's scared to call your show.
0: Oh, I don't right think you're scared the to call. You've called before, as a matter of fact.
8: <laughs> yeah. But um, I wanted to say a little bit about the uh, caller before the last first. Um, um, the the uh, argument that it, it, that putting in more energy than you get out, um, that's a canard, Um for everything, you put in more energy than you than you get out. Otherwise, you'd have perpetual motion. <laughs> you know um, what matters is how much you want to pay for what you get. Um, and now, me, if I was going to design a, a car that ran on hydrogen, you know, you'd plug in the car all night. It was separated through electrolysis and have some kind of compressor to store the, the the hydrogen and see how much it costs when you're done. But um, but the, the problem with, with with electric cars and the like. It, like, take the EV1, which was very, very um, um, successful, by the way. Um, not in sales. No, the, it wasn't sold. It was leased. Right, that's and, right, the leases. And this is not a, a, a conspiracy. Um, GM destroyed every one of them. Um, you can see that in sure the uh, movie. Hmm? They sure did. Right, and in the movie, who, who who Killed the Electric Car. Um uh, electric cars work wonderfully for the average American. Yeah, um, because I think, they,
4: I think there's a lot of, uh, of of hope for the electric car in- industry. I think that uh, you know they're, they've got them out there. They're they're sort of working ish. Tesla not, Motors they're cars are not particularly are fast. No, they, 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 they
8: work better than gas cars for city driving. I mean, like take someone like me. I, I drive about about thirty miles a day. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that's well within the range, and, and I would spend much much less money. I'd, I'd be driving a, a fast car that has get up and go, just like just like a, a gas car.
2: Mm-hmm.
8: I, I, w- I would lose nothing except stopping at the gas stations. But the problem is the taxes, you know, for the roads and everything. I wouldn't be paying that.
2: That's a sort of problem. <laughs> no, no,
8: well, I, I'm saying that's that's one one part of the problem. You know, the, the way all this stuff is interlinked. If everyone were to switch to, to electric cars right now, who would pay for the for the uh, roads?
0: Everyone's not going to.
2: Yeah, I think you should
0: true. go out and get an electric car. I know you were calling about a different issue, so I want to hold you over for that. It's the minimum wage. He wants to talk about the minimum wage. Excellent. so I want to talk about that. Hang on. We'll bring you back. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever's on your mind. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. Talk Live, it's your show. Bring up what you want toll-free at 800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. The features include the wiki over 1500 pages created by listeners like you go and get interactive at wiki.freetalklive.com you can edit virtually anything there it's like the listener editable version of our website it's wiki wiki.freetalklive.com
4: is another fad diet really the answer to losing your extra pounds are working out any right no longer working to help you lose weight if you can relate to that then go read the story of a doctor who lost 37 pounds in one month and has kept it off see the actual before and after pictures and read his story at notfatanymore.com Want to get off the Fad Diet roller rollercoaster uh, forever? Then check out NotFadAnymore.com.
0: All right, we continue with the calls, and Jeff in Louisiana is still on the line with us. Jeff, uh, Jeff a self-styled progressive, and uh, you finally have called in. Uh, we've actually he- heard from you in the past. Uh, you would sent a couple emails recently, which we uh, subsequently uh, had fun with on the air. But here you are in person to discuss an issue that uh, is near and dear to your heart. Go ahead, sir. Well, I
8: wouldn't say I think about it that much, but... I do feel that, you know, and and please forgive me for comparing you to Republicans, but it it, it does seem like your arguments on this matter, um, they mirror the the standard Republican arguments. Um, You know, that, oh, if you raise the minimum wage, you you know, dogs and cats live together and everyone goes out of business. Um, and, no, and i don
0: 't think we 've made that argument no.
4: <laughs> well it's it 's extreme but uh, yeah you'll 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 you 'll see people that uh, lose jobs um, if you raise the minimum wage. I can show you statistics on it too if you 'd like to see it um you 'll see you 'll see some businesses go out of business it it 's rare but um you know business it, is it, on the it, edge it does I, happen. Think, I think it 's unprovable what 's that I think it's unprovable. It's unprovable you know, that now, now it's unprovable you, that businesses go out of business because of the increase of, um, of minimum wage. That much is true. It is not unprovable that people lose jobs. You can get. It, I can certainly um, provide you with anecdotal evidence of of employers that say, "Yeah, I'm just going to not hire people. I'm going to, you know." Well, that's uh,
2: not that's not losing jobs.
8: No, that's a job not perhaps not being created. But I really see. No, that's a, my, that's a gro- job being destroyed.
4: You, destroyed. Take, you understand? I mean, like, if, if, if I at my pizza parlor employed four people, and then the minimum wage went up, and I decided I'm going to now employ three people, has a job been created, lost, or destroyed?
8: Well, that's a, that's a bad um, example, since uh, pizza parlors have, have an, an exemption. They can pay you, pay you what, 250 an hour?
4: Now, why can they no. do that? Where?
8: Uh, well, because of tips.
4: No, no. This is I, I was you know you you could as far as a waitress, uh, waiter or server goes, that's right, but not a person making pies and delivering pies.
8: Okay, right. But um, you see, me, you know, um, I've okay, I've been working for 20 years, and okay. I, I've had a, a number of jobs, and and I and I, I've been I've been in management, out of management, and whatever, and, and right now I'm about to get back into management. And some of the arguments you're making, you know, um, at least for a successful business, they they just don't. They, they don't wash.
4: Well, it's not for the successful businesses. It's for the unsuccessful ones, the ones right. that are on the edge. That they still provide people with food, and, and you know, they still provide people with money that they can buy things.
0: Right. The minimum wage raising the minimum wage hurts people that are the, the 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 businesses that are having a tough time paying the rent and paying all their bills every single month. If then all of a sudden their costs increase again because of the government deciding minimum wage should go up, there are only so many ways they should deal with that. But that's not really even the fundamental issue. The fundamental issue is a personal freedom issue. And I don't know if the Republicans approach it from this way. I don't know what their viewpoint is, sir, so I don't claim to know that. That's
8: exactly but what yours is, Personal,
0: personal freedom? That's, no, that's no, I'm, the I'm issue? i talking about
8: the, all the arguments you made against it last week. That's their
2: position Well, verbatim. I don't know.
0: I'll take your word for it. Whatever. I don't like, you know, w- we agree with them on some things. We agree with the Democrats on other things. Whatever. Anyway, my point here is it's a personal freedom issue in that shouldn't I as an individual be free to contract with another individual to get paid what it is I'm interested in getting paid?
8: No. Really? <laughs> there no. you go. That's I- the issue I'll, I'll then. Just, I'll just say it. I'll, You I'll don't say believe it. in freedom. That's just believe, the problem. I do believe in freedom, no, but you I'm, don't. Not, I'm not going to get trapped. See, that's a logic trap. I'm not going to bite it. I mean, you can, you can word it, so I have to answer it yes or no, but I'm going to say no, because you can't do it with a child, can you? Do what with a child? Children should be able to work, work too, sir. You can't hire an 8-year-old child, can you?
0: Only because of the federal government, children should be able to work as well if they want to. (laughs) Now, hold on. Before you go on um, any further,
4: I can. If I'm a movie theater, I can hire an 8-year-old child. Or if I'm a farm, I can uh, put my 8-year-old child to work on the farm. So I guess that's not quite true. 8-year-old children can be put to work, and they can work darn hard on the movie set.
8: Well, that's true. But you have to make sure, you know, they they, they get their so, schooling and everything. But, but you're, so right, you're, you're right. So there you go. Good,
4: um, a, a it's, it's the politicians rewarding their friends and punishing their enemies. They decide who the kids can work for and who they can't.
8: Well, but I think the way they've handled that is pretty good. You know, um, I, I really do. But,
0: that's your opinion. But, but
8: your, your arguments, though, you know, they are canards. They, they are you You can't prove them, but you say them
3: well, let's you know, just...
8: and 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 again, look at Colorado, look at Florida.
3: Well, look at New Hampshire. I remember when the minimum wage here was five fifteen, and I didn't know anyone who was working for five fifteen. Burger flippers are making seven and eight dollars an hour because the market sets the minimum wage, even for high school kids at well above what the minimum wage used to be now they've increased the minimum wage but almost everybody still makes above that i really think it's the unions that lobby for a minimum wage because in most union contracts they're paid by a multiple of the minimum wage so if it's six dollars an hour your contract says you're paid four times minimum wage to start. You make twenty-four an hour, and those are the people who have the lobbying power, not the not the people sweeping the floor at McDonald's. Right. Nobody's
4: lobbying for the uh for for the the, the illegal immigrant that's w- or you know the immigrant that's working for uh, uh, minimum wage or the high school kid. You can believe the politicians don't care about them. They don't vote and they don't care.
8: There are plenty of Americans who are earn minimum wage, you know, and um and, are
3: they Are they heads maybe, of household?
8: Sometimes
0: they are. Well, yeah, sometimes, yeah, like, about 3%, percent.
3: 3% of the time. <laughs> but let me be frank. If they're making minimum wage, which I don't even know what its is they they're probably not worth much more than minimum wage. To be honest, if all you can make is minimum wage, you're doing something wrong. You can go stock shelves at Walmart for more than that, at least in most places. Yeah, you you'll can. start
0: probably about
4: 8 If I you mean, speak English and you have the use of both of your hands, um, you, you, I mean, you're, you should be worth more than minimum wage. But let's, go, let's but get see, away from see, all the statistics. You're
8: making an argument for me. Yeah. You're saying that folks should be making more than five fifteen. Absolutely, they should. Saying.
4: They right. should. I'm <laughs> just saying to you that uh, there's no reason that the government needs to get involved in that particular right. arena. Now, what if I don't speak English and I don't have the use of both of my hands? Should I be able to work for the food that I eat? Should I have that right? God, no, I shouldn't.
8: This is so, so pathetic. They're pathetic. Like, are there people out
4: there that don't have you? Americans, use of
8: their hands? Americans are the most productive workers on earth. Do you know that?
2: Okay. It's hard to believe we, actually.
8: No, I'll translate that. We earn more dollars for our employers than other people like say say France, whatever. Okay.
4: I okay. Believe, I'll go for that, sure. We
8: we are we are the most productive. We have the fewest vacations. Okay, they can afford Okay, like you, you just said, okay, the, the the minimum wage goes up from $5 to $7. We have to fire three people. The extra two dollars an hour, okay, two bucks an hour. Think about that.
4: I'm, I'm thinking about it. I'm telling you, it's not the big <laughs> that's, businesses. That's,
8: Look, that's if you want to, if you want to talk about Nike day.
4: or you want to talk about Walmart or you want to talk about one of those, um, you know, those locations, fine and dandy. You're right; they can handle it. But it's mom and pop's pizza shop that takes the hit, dude. Sixteen dollars
8: per
0: person. Yep. You just, act, I mean, you say you've been in management, but I, I find it hard to believe that if you've ever been a business owner. I don't think you really have that I perspective. Jeff, hang right on, now. I'm going to bring you back for more of this because it's interesting discussion. Always good to have opposition on the line here. And if you want to talk to Jeff, he's a uh, so-called progressive, meaning he's progressing towards socialism. We'll talk to him here in a moment. 800-259-9231 if you want to get on the line with him. I want to bring it back to the issue of personal freedom here because, and I really want to focus on that. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231, single CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick and Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy them, including the updates. Get on the list. We'll keep you in the loop whenever you need to know something fresh about Free Talk Live. Just go to updates.freetalklive.com to get on the list for free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival is better known as Porkfest. It's happening June 9th through the 15th. And at Porkfest, you'll be able to see firsthand why Ron Paul loves New Hampshire and its activists and meet hundreds of individuals who, just like you, cherish liberty and are living the goal of liberty in our lifetime. Discover new freedoms, new communities, and new beginnings. Register today at porkfest.com. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot We are in the middle of a conversation about the minimum wage with someone who supports it. Before we continue that, Mark, you did a little digging during the break and uh, pulled up some... Corrections to some of the, uh, the claims he was making, right? right?
4: Well, um, first off, the uh, the most productive workforce uh, would, be, would be based on gross domestic product. Uh, the United States is ranked seventh per capita, and Luxembourg is actually the number one um, as far as uh, most productive workforce. Yeah, that one didn't sound right to me. And um, also, y- if you look at it, the United States trends upward. We are productive, and we do increase. And then we will drop drastically every time there's a minimum wage increase. Hmm. Um, so then we inch up a little bit again, and then a minimum wage increase, we plummet. Um, the, the most productive being Luxembourg, Qatar, Norway, Kuwait, United Amer- Arab Emirates, Singapore, and then the United States of America. We would be number one if it wasn't for the minimum wage.
0: Interesting. We go back to Jeffrey, or Jeff, rather, in Louisiana. Uh, you're back on Free Talk Live. Now, before we get into the uh, the personal freedom issue, I want to give you a chance to uh, to comment on that.
8: Well, when I heard this, we were number one. And I remember even where I was. I was pulling into the gym when I heard it on NPR. But the thing about it is, though, you know, I remember what they said about that. The the new right-wing leader of France um, was admiring our workforce, at, you know, at how much we don't take vacations and, and how productive we were. And yeah, I remember when that
4: wanted- guy came in. Huh? I remember when he came in, yeah.
8: Yeah, and um, and and I didn't know that we were the most productive workforce at the time. And they and may course, be using numbers different numbers change. than what I'm using.
4: I, they may be using some different numbers than I'm using. And uh-huh. you know, you know, when it comes to economic numbers, you can twist them to look, make it look like whatever you want to look like. Sure. I'm looking at gross domestic product, and what I thought was most interesting about it is um, the hit that it takes every time minimum wage gets increased.
0: Now we understand that you know when it comes to big companies, you don't care if you put the screw to them. But what we were talking about before, Jeff, is these mom and pop businesses, many of them who might be on the You know, they might just be getting the bills paid every single month. And you were making it sound like it was no big deal to, uh, you know, to give people an extra buck an hour. But, you know, that extra $50 or $100, it depends on your staff, depends on how many staff members you have. But that extra amount of money every single week might be what it took to pay the rent. And that may result in those businesses getting shut down. You don't care about that, though, do you?
8: Well, I do care about that, but see, you're you're again you're, you're throwing in a fallacy. For instance, my daughter who are, who earns minimum wage, mm-hmm. she she she's seventeen. She she works at, at a, she she flips burgers yeah. after school. You know, she doesn't. Well, when I said sixteen bucks per day, that was for an eight-hour shift with no lunch. You know, the average person who who earns minimum wage is not working full time.
2: Right. That's correct.
0: That's true.
8: You know, and um, but but see, the thing about it is though, we just don't have any any history. Of, of the the workforce falling, because you know we got more rights or got a minimum wage or, or whatever, you just get folks whining about it you know and that's one thing i and I hate to call you the right because you're not but there there is this there is this um this fear of treating the folks right you know because because a business is going to hurt that just it just kills me. When, when
4: I hear you guys talk, look, you know, I absolutely do agree with you that um, you should pay your employees what they're worth. I'm totally with that, and I think that the businesses that do that will take business away from the businesses that don't do right. that. So, I mean, that's competition for labor. I have a monopoly privilege on on the use of my labor, and I can sell it to any business that I wish. And therefore, um, you know, your daughter can decide when when she's had enough work experience. Do I want to continue to work here? Um, where they may or may not give me a wage increase, or do I want to go someplace else where I can get another quarter or 50 cents an hour?
8: Hmm. And, she, and she, of course she's going to do that. Yeah, you know, she, right, because she, may, we,
4: she may do that. She may say, you know, I like this work environment here. I know that at some point I'll, I'll progress. You know, I mean, people make their working decisions over a lot of different reasons, and, and, and the, the most important of which being geography. You get paid more in New York City than you do in Biloxi,
2: Mississippi.
8: Well, actually, you know what? She, she actually hates her work environment because I was wrong. Um, when I said 17, she just turned 18. Mm-hmm. And one thing she found out, <laughs> because see the her, her employer follows the law for the most part, mm-hmm. and now that she's 18, she gets no breaks for the whole time she's there.
0: Go find another job. If you right, don't but, like but, it, but, but go I, work somewhere I'm just, else. I'm
8: just saying the only reason why the other folks get breaks, the the, the minors, is because... The, because the, of the law, law
0: requires it. Sure. You know, let me now, tell my, you something. Daughter, when I was I'm, when I was working, when I was sixteen and working at Big Kmart, and they were mandating that I had to go and take a break, that pissed me off because I had customers I needed to take care of, and I had to go off on some government mandated break at that particular time. Why is it, Jeffrey, that the marketplace can't just work on its own to decide who gets what based on competition? To is exactly what Mark was talking about before. Where if the employees don't like how they're treated, they can go find another job somewhere. Else, or better yet, if there's no job somewhere else, they could go start their own business and uh, and bring competition. What would be wrong with that?
8: Well, there's nothing wrong with with being, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, nothing at all. But that's not what I'm talking about. But I, I, I what are I, you I, talking I, about? Well, I'm just saying that you, okay, you and the Republicans keep on saying that the minimum wage. I'm over. sorry, dude.
0: The Republicans voted for the minimum wage. A lot of them did. So I don't, I'm not, I don't appreciate you continuing to align me with them. Mm-hmm. I have no love for any of the Republicans or the Democrats. Look, let's get to the personal freedom issue, because people want to talk to you on the phone. We've got to actually go to some calls here. But I run a radio show, okay? And mm-hmm. uh, at some point I might need to have some help here in the studio. So I might be interested in... You know, I kind of like the idea of bringing an intern in, but at the same time, they're not reliable. So I'd rather pay someone to come in here. But my budget's not real big. We don't make a a whole lot of money on this show at the moment. So my budget's not real big. Let's say I find a a high school kid that's willing to come in here six nights a week and, uh, you know, answer the phones or something like that. But I can only afford to pay him ten bucks a night. You're telling me that I should be threatened with jail time uh, if I want to get into that agreement with this high school kid?
5: Well,
8: um, depends on how many hours he's going to spend there.
0: Depends. Well, there's at 10 bucks an hour, if he spent two, then uh, that really, really wouldn't work hours. out. It's three hours. It's three hours a night. So that would be about $3.33 an hour. Well, it depends. I mean um,
8: – It depends? It depends. Because, I mean, if this is an, an apprenticeship, I wouldn't care if you didn't pay him anything. I mean, if if he's getting something out of it besides
4: just money. But, but isn't every job really an apprenticeship? Aren't you learning? I'm learning how to be a talk show host every single night. And I would imagine Rush Limbaugh and the people at NPR are too.
8: See, dude, I just just, just agreed with you and said it's okay to pay somebody less than minimum wage.
2: Uh huh. Great.
8: You know, but you you, you just rolled right over that. Well, I'm I'm glad to hear (laughs) that. I did
4: did understand that you agreed with the the logic of my friend. I just want to make sure that you understand that you know it's the it's this hate of big companies out there that's so prevalent. I I
8: hated them. I I work for a huge company. The the company I work for, because see, I have my own business on one side of the week. I work forty hours in three days. I work fourteen hours a day, Ooh. and and then the, the rest of the four days I'm off, and that's that's when I, I do my photography. So so it's like I have I have two jobs. Yeah. yeah. And so that's how you get so, ahead. Hmm?
4: That's how you get ahead.
8: Yeah, you know, and, and um, and and you know what? When I do have to hire people, I pay them a lot. You know, like say 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 if I'm gonna
0: If you want to okay. get the best employees, you have to pay good money. There's no doubt about that. So you're saying it'd be okay for me to pay someone under the minimum wage, but it's not okay for the pizza parlor to do it?
8: Well no no again, I just said, you know, a waitress, whatever. No no, you know. I'm not
0: talking about wait staff. I'm talking about kitchen staff.
8: Oh, I'm saying no, because because again the kitchen staff is likely not working. So full you're time.
0: saying that in some cases, two individuals can come to an agreement together, but in most cases, they can, and they need mommy government to step in in between them.
8: Right, because most I think of that's kind of sad. You're basically time, saying, the, the you're basically that, saying pizza,
0: that these employees, they don't know what the hell they're doing, they're a bunch of idiots, they and they don't. need government out there to take care of them.
8: I'm, I'm saying that the guy who cuts and cooks that pizza on most nights, you know, um, how can I put this? He's only, he's only going to make money cutting pizza. And he should not be coming coming to your to your place, you know, making twenty dollar pizzas, you know, and then he only gets. You That's know, his what,
2: business, six, dude.
0: Six it's up night. to him. It's up to him if he wants to make that deal. It's not well, like it's not like I can just bring people into my business and force them to work for me. They have the choice every single time. And the minimum wage takes away the the right to choose. The
8: right We've to got calls
0: on the line for you. Hang on, possible. Jeffrey. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You want to talk to the Progressive? He's on right now. You better get your call in. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the sickle cai toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join our, our website at freetalklive.com. There's, well, you don't join the website. You can join us on our website. Though so there is a program you can join called the AMP program, but it's not uh, a mandatory thing. You can enjoy all the features on our website completely free, but if you want to go above and beyond all that, if you want to help support the show and help get us on more radio stations around the country so we can have debate with more progressives and more conservatives because we can debate with them too on all kinds of issues. If you like that and you like what we're doing on this show, talking about liberty, talking about freedom, go to amp.freetalklive.com and become a Free Talk Live amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month and it'll do good things for us cuz it gets us more stations but for you you'll get access to the amp only call in line, amp only chat room and forum and more. All the details are there at amp Dot dot com. Uh we're going to go to your phone calls here. You've got Jer- uh, excuse me, Jeff on the line with us. Jeff in Louisiana, the Progressive is here with the, uh with us and I want to go straight to the phone calls here if you don't mind, Jeff. Uh let's talk to Todd in Michigan. Todd, you're on Free Talk Live with Jeff.
9: Hey, uh and guys, how's it, how's it going?
0: Good. You're on with Jeff, Todd. Go ahead.
9: Okay, Jeff. Uh let me tell you something. Um Back in the 90s when I was working at Blockbuster Video back in 1996, the minimum wage at the time was 4 and a quarter an hour. Then the minimum wage went up to 5.15 an hour. That was a 90 cent increase. When that happened, guess what? Prices started going up. Did you know that at that time there were even some reports that some people's jobs um, their hours were being cut, not to mention some of their breaks and even when the prices were going up, now, when I was working at Blockbuster, I'll tell you, um, the, the movies that we were charging at the time were three and a quarter um, a, a movie. Then it went up to three thirty-five. Now, that's not a super big increase, but the fact of the matter is, even though it wasn't that big of an increase, the fact of the matter is, is that most people did not want to pay more than what they, want, want, they were willing to pay, even for that price increase. So, um, here's the problem when you do raise the minimum wage. Either uh, when prices go up, people are going to spend less or they're going to cut back on their, empl- on their their personnel, whether it's uh, they're going to lay off, say, the person who has the most experience or the person who has the least experience, that is if they ever get hired in the first place, or they're going to cut breaks or they're going to cut um, their work hours. In here in Michigan, for example, just last year, they raised the state's minimum wage from five and fifteen an hour to seven forty an hour. That's a two dollars and twenty. Wow, that's
4: a huge jump. They also have some of the highest unemployment in the U.S.
9: Yeah, and guess what, my friend? Uh, we're losing businesses left and right. now not just businesses, but we're also losing employment left and right. Mm-hmm. Did you Jennifer? know that they had when I was working at CBS, they had to cut my hours when my um, when when the when the wage went up. So when that happened, uh, a lot of um, inevitably some of the prices started going up. But in, but in some cases, some employers don't want to raise their prices, so they're going to have to cut back on their employees, or they're going to have to cut back on the other perks that employees may have.
0: Good points, Todd. Thank you for the call tonight, Jeff. Your response.
8: Well, he's not showing me any cause and effect there. I mean, I, for instance, when, when when the wage went up. You know, gas prices were also going up, which meant that everything being produced, including food, the price of that went up also. Just like right now, you have you have people saying that, you know, the reason why the gas prices are going up is because we because of ethanol, which is just stupid. You know <laughs> gas price gas gas prices are going up because oil, which was which was nineteen dollars a barrel when George Bush was elected, is now over a hundred dollars a barrel.
0: Well, there are several reasons. There are several the reasons, and you're, you're hitting on one of them uh, <laughs> as as to why the prices are going up. Not just on oil, but on on everything. And you've hit on one of the legitimate reasons, and that is the government uh, is you know doing this insane war in Iraq, which is costing trillions of dollars or hundreds of billions of dollars, and they're printing that money from thin air, uh, thereby in, you know, inflating the money supply. So certainly that's uh, that's an issue to be dealt with. But uh, did you have any, You didn't have any comment on the fact. Fact that a you know a business when its costs increase, can only deal with that in so many different ways,
8: well, yeah, I mean, for instance, my business, you know well, not not mine, but the one I work at, our costs just really increased every single person working there just got gotten an increase in pay of four dollars an hour you know and and that happened because of competition, mhm <laughs> you know,
0: right. We, Competition, can Competition really, is why we have air-conditioned workplaces. That's what creates
4: a real minimum wage. Yep. It puts the floor on wages in a, in a given industry for a given person. The minimum wage um, from the government is artificial and creates lots of problems. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, uh, there's, there's believe me, there's some guy who's uh, from Guatemala who doesn't have an arm who would love to come sweep your parking lot for $2 an hour. But you can't employ him to do it, Jeff, because it's illegal.
0: Let me get Nick wanted to jump in with I think a related issue.
3: Nick? Well, the 40-hour work week, it was originally intended to help workers and I think it did a lot of the same things that the minimum wage has done, it had unintended consequences. It was put into place at a, the time and a half requirements were put in, into place at a time when people were commonly working 60, 80-hour weeks. Now it did succeed in generally cutting people back to a 40-hour work week, but in the beginning the the idea was that if you were working sixty hours that would still be an option. You'd just get paid more if your employer was gonna keep you working now that you many can't hours. earn that extra twenty do, hours worth of yeah, wages. I don't know whether full or time and a half or anything. I don't know hardly anybody who can even get overtime. I mean Well, I
8: can it's almost unlimited for me.
0: Well, that's nice. But, you're very talented. I, we're talking, <laughs> we're talking about people well, that have low skill jobs. For I, me, when I was at Kmart, I couldn't get those extra hours. Are you unionized, well, well, Jeff? The
8: thing, the thing about it is, though, you know, if you're working at Kmart or Walmart, you're probably not even getting 40 hours.
3: Okay, but Jeff, are you are you unionized still at your job? No, we're
8: not, we're not unionized.
3: All right. Well, do you mind me asking what you do?
8: Oh, I'm in tech support.
3: Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, most people that I, you know, most people that I know who work in retail jobs, food service their their employers won't even hire them full time they won't even give them full time benefits uh they just schedule them for 39 and a half hours a week so if you need more money um you really have to take a second job and then you got to juggle schedules i mean i just think that if you had the option open where you could work 50 hours a week i mean generally i think that would it would be okay to have that option i don't people think could choose that julia the the, gr-
8: the reason why they they do that though is not because of 40 hour work week they do that because they have another another policy which they have probably a health plan, and they don't want you to qualify for it
3: so, well so they and, the, you... and they have to pay people time and a half after forty hours <laughs> so they're...
8: no but but see they the i mean they, they could just schedule you for forty hours but but what they do is they, they they keep you shy of that so they don't have to get you on the health plan too that, absolutely, that's what...
3: but that's what I'm saying is that the just because you have requirements in place that require that they give full time workers you know certain amounts of benefits doesn't mean that people are even going to get that. I mean, this is just
4: similar to the minimum wage. And Jeff, we're not saying that big employers are a bunch of good people. We're not saying that. We're saying that the marketplace will dictate, um, as it does with your wages and your hours, the marketplace can dictate for everyone how much they get paid and what kind of benefits they get, and that they have the, the right and the ability to negotiate
0: their own wages and their own uh, benefits. Well, they should have that right. We are short on time, Jeff, but I want to make sure that Matt has a chance to talk to you. Matt in Montana listening on KGEZ. You're on with Jeff, the progressive.
2: So-called.
0: It's Mac. Mac.
10: Mac, Yeah, we've called a couple times.
0: Welcome, Mac. You're on with Jeff. Go ahead.
10: You know, you know, I, I I love this conversation, but you have to you have to look all the way back, all the way back into the 70s when the unions were strong, and you know the 60s when the unions were strong, and all they did was they convinced these people that they had to have more and more and more and more money as the inflation went up. I mean, if you consider the uh, price of the dollar back in 19, you know, what the dollar would buy you in 1913 compared to what it does now, you're you're totally screwed no matter what. So the unions and the government, the unions and the government got together and they made this thing happen, and now I I swear to God, the only way you're going to make do right now is if you get off and you find a boss that will pay you cash for your time, for your labor, you make a contract, a verbal contract, and you go to work, you don't get overtime until your boss is in an emergency. I don't care how many hours you work, you can work fifty hours a week. Hey, I wanna I wanna come in on Saturday. All right, well you really don't have to, but if you want to, fine. But then when the boss has an emergency and he says, My golly, I gotta have you this weekend, well then he pays you overtime. Now, you know, I work for ten dollars an hour, I'm totally off the grid. I've already told you guys this before. Good deal. Yeah. I I just totally hate this uh Government intervention because the government's, you know, minimum wage basically is enslaving more and more people. In the process, what they're doing is the unions and the government, they've priced our, our product productivity out of the market. They've gotten away with shipping all of our industry overseas because they taught us that we deserved more. Now we're every-
0: short on time. I want to thank you for the call tonight and give Jeff uh, the last 20 seconds here. Go, sir. You're short on time, Jeff.
8: When I was 20, I earned um, about thirty thousand bucks a year. Still there?
0: We're here. You got 20 seconds. Okay. Go now.
8: Okay, and but I was on salary, so I worked a lot more than 40 hours. You know, so I mean, I'm not saying minimum wage, you know, only, but but I'm saying that just the arguments I'm hearing just
0: aren't proven. Well, it, it doesn't matter. First of all, we're not going to have time to go through the arguments all over again. Certainly, there's statistics, as Mark said, and thank you for the call tonight. We certainly appreciate. I can't it.
4: show a bar graph on here, but yeah. I can show you that um, un- unemployment goes
0: up after minimum wage increases every right. time. And, and government, government doesn't, in, doesn't belong in between two people's agreements. And that's all we're talking about. Hour 3 is coming up. Our archives, website and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into hour number three of the program. You can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. We start out unscreened to the Ampline. Who's this? You're on Free Talk Live. Hello? Ampline? Going once? Going twice? You're gone. All right. Well, we continue with uh, the regular phone calls. Then with Dave in Montana, listening on KGEZ. Hello, Dave.
11: Dave. Hello. Hey,
0: what's on your mind?
11: Hey, uh, we're the world's greatest debtor nation. I think our economic system is rotten.
0: It's yeah, pretty way. bad. Yep, it's true. And well, that
11: means, and if we're the world's greatest debtor nation, that means we're all kind of like slaves, ain't we?
4: Well if if you uh, agree Thanks. with the, the biblical uh, statement that uh, the borrower is the slave to the lender yeah
11: yeah so something's wrong somebody ain't getting paid enough i know that because everybody got to borrow money just to live
4: oh i think that you can appeal to human greed um you know if if a person goes into hawk to get a uh, a plasma tv or a brand new well, escalade no,
11: just the basics. If you wanted to go buy a house, you know, you couldn't buy a $40,000 house and work a couple of years and pay it off, work real hard. you got to w- buy a house now. You can't even touch a house for, what, $250, $150? you got to work, like, 25 years. I don't know.
0: I hear they're pretty cheap in Detroit. <laughs> I've,
4: I've seen, or, or the, I've seen now houses now
11: in Memphis, too. The bubble's busting up because they've been messing around with all the prices and well, everything. So, so I guess death to the dollar... And let's get it on with something that, that's worth something. Yeah, right?
0: like silver and gold or something else yeah. uh, actually based on something, something real, something tangible, not just the printing press.
11: Here we are arguing about six bucks an hour and stuff. You know, nobody could live on one job like that. you got to have four jobs, then you can't have time with your family. You don't have sure. time to sleep, and then they get mad because they're on myth.
4: Sure, and most people don't live on uh, minimum wage. Uh, as a matter of fact, minimum wage is, uh, the, we, the numbers are that about 3% of the population is a head of household at, on minimum wage.
0: Yeah, usually it's high school kids and other Immigrants. unskilled workers that uh, that get the minimum wage, if, if at all. Most starting right. entry-level jobs pay more than the minimum wage, as we but, were talking about before.
11: But still, it's just funny. You know, here we are, the world's greatest debtor nation, and everybody's freaking out about minimum wage Mm -hmm.
0: well i don't know if everybody's freaking out about it we just had an extended conversation with someone who's very passionate about the idea but david thank you for the call as always we appreciate it 800-259-9231 i think one of the reasons one of the reasons why we have such a problem with debt in this country or why so many americans have a problem with debt is that well they're not taught financial intelligence when they're growing up Unless your parents inculcate you with the correct financial value system, you're not going to get it from the government schools. All they taught me how to do was write a check in the government schools. Yeah,
4: that that was uh, pretty much, I I can't remember what it was called, but uh, life skills. That that was life skills for me. Yeah, Economic life
3: skills was writing a check. They never taught me how to write a check. Really? Nope. They teach anything? About economics? Yeah, money. No. Yeah.
0: yeah, you know, so so kids graduate from high school, and the first thing that happens is they get a credit card offer in the mail. They haven't really been taught what a credit card is or how it works or what the interest is about or how it compounds, or anything like that. And many of them, believe it or not, I know this may sound crazy, but many of them think that they're taught that a credit card is free money. <laughs> they believe that they, if they just swipe this little card through the machine, then they can buy things, and they won't actually have to pay for them. That's the magic of the credit card system. People actually believe these things when they're you know, fresh out of uh, government high school. And then, of course, they find out the hard way that, well, that's yeah, not so much the case. So you actually have to pay back what you uh, borrowed, and if you don't pay it all back on time, you're going to have to pay through the nose in, in interest rate. So, uh, so I think the other, another factor is that because we have this inflationary uh, economy where the government keeps printing out money, inflating the money supply, that creates a natural disincentive to save. If the money were actually valuable, if it were backed by silver or gold or platinum or whatever.
4: Right. If it were increasing in value and by holding on to it, you could in- actually increase the value of your holdings, then people would hold
0: on to it more. Precisely, but because it decreases in value, there is no real reason to put it into a bank account and save it. I mean, beyond the fact that it's still a generally a good idea, but if you put it in there for too long, it won't buy a hill of beans over over time. Well, the time. bank accounts
4: usually will give you enough interest that you can uh, that,
0: that that you can compensate for uh, you know the um, inflation. Inflation. No. Not if inflation is where I think it is, and from what from what I could tell it 's at about eight to ten percent the government 's numbers will tell you it's two to three percent, but even then, most bank accounts, savings accounts, yeah. and those sorts of things don 't even cut up to to two percent two
3: to three percent if you exclude food and gas, which for the average and American, housing and housing well, housing's going down yeah. now, but there was a time when housing was just skyrocketing. And- and, and saving didn't make any that's sense. That's how they, that's some of the things they exclude from the numbers. So for your average family, I mean, what are they spending their money on? Heating oil? Yeah. Uh, gas for the car and food to eat and live food, housing those and uh gasoline are the things that people spend their money and on and that's what they don't count in the government inflation figure so yeah i think it's closer to 10% so anyway
0: unless you're a master investor and you know exactly what you're doing and you've got all your uh your you, you know your your free money that you can play with divided up in different areas to where they're balancing one another out and you're getting 10% that's the only way you're going to keep up with inflation if you've got your money sitting in a CD or something like that even if you're making four or five percent, you're still behind the ball. So there's just natural disincentives towards saving beyond all the credit cards and the financial, uh, just the lack of financial intelligence that so many Americans uh, are lacking. 800-259-9231, we continue with your phone calls. It's Jeff in Reno listening on KBZZ. Hello, Jeff.
12: Hey, guys. I just wanted to call in and and talk a little bit about the Central Intelligence Agency and, and inform the American people about this rogue agency and, you know, first of all, the CIA is the president's secret army who have been and continue to be conveniently above the law and unlimited power and authority to conduct a reign of terror around the globe. Hmm. And uh, there was a CIA agent. His name was Ralph McGee. He was a CIA agent for 25 years, and he concluded that the CIA uh, has never been A central intelligence agency, but rather a covert action arm of the president, foreign policy advisors. And I'd like to say that they've become a global covert terrorist organization which uses criminal activity to further its political agenda. And um, they violate the law with impunity. They recognize no moral or ethical limitations. They have no conscience. They're masters of deception and they cannot be trusted.
4: They're spies. Yeah
2: and
12: they are up to their eyeballs in dirty deeds and the uh Corruption is never going to end until the CIA is abolished.
2: There's
0: no doubt about that, Jeff. You nailed it tonight. Thanks for the call. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. I mean, we the, the government and the American people seemed to get along fine before the CIA came into existence, and it came in, what, around 1950 or something like that? Somewhere in the 50s, I believe?
3: Yeah, yeah, right after World War II, I think, is when it switched over to the CIA, and they've overthrown democratically elected governments, or at least had a hand in it. They've assassinated people. They don't just spy. So, yeah, I mean, they they have a long history of documented misdeeds, and there's a lot of speculation out there about them running drugs, doing sure. many other things. I don't know if you can really verify that from reputable sources, but that's, that stuff's believable too. What's in the public record is enough at this point to Absolutely. be pretty damning.
0: Of course, it's not going anywhere. They're not going to abolish the the CIA. They're not going to abolish the FBI. The federal government isn't going to abolish itself. When was the last time they shut down a federal government bureaucracy?
4: Isn't there the Rural Electrification Board? Well, they didn't (laughs) shut it down, but they they did pare it down quite a bit.
0: Oh, well, then there you go, Mark. Yeah, one yeah. example in the last right. <laughs> history of the Feds, fifty
4: years, it's almost impossible. Actually, they incorporated it into some other bureaucracy. Right. I'm sure and they gave the the uh, bureaucrats their you know, other jobs. Uh, you don't want to lose them,
0: right? No. And when they cut that particular bureaucracy, did they also cut the federal budget at the same time, or no. did they just no. adjust the money they, somewhere no.
4: else? No, the money went elsewhere. The yeah. uh, the employees went elsewhere. When I say they, uh, you know, got rid of it, they eliminated the name. <laughs>
0: One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one so that's what government does it It gets bigger and more intrusive and more oppressive and I well, of understand. course it
4: gets bigger it you know it it's it functions kind of like a business, but a business that has a monopoly and has the ability to force you to do what it wants. Walmart can't do that as big and scary as Walmart people think Walmart is mm-hmm. the government's a whole heck of a lot bigger and a whole heck of a lot scarier yep. because. They can
3: force you to do what they want. I have to say, intelligence agencies tend to operate on another level, too. They're even beyond a lot of the government's direct control. Yeah,
0: almost untouchable, sure. 800 259 9231. And I know for sure Walmart is not going to kick in my door on a drug raid. That's the government that does that stuff. You can bring up whatever you want. We'll talk about atheism here in moments. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, into your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. Sickle CAI, toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. They include, by the way, the live streams. We've got a broadband version of the show and a dial-up version. Both are free for you at freetalklive.com. Are you looking for an intellectual challenge this summer? Join students from around the world at a free summer seminar sponsored by the Institute for Humane Studies. Hear lectures from top faculty and discuss the ideas of liberty and their current applications. Get more information at libertarian That's libertarian And it really, the registration does end
4: April 9th. That's their last day. So tomorrow. Um, they, they wanted to, they had some slots open. They wanted to leave them open for our listeners just to get the last little stragglers in. But cool. April
0: 9th final final date get on it it sounds like something fun for uh, for young people to do because you said it's only for college uh, it's college age
4: folk. you know uh, like late, late high school college age students
0: um, you know i wish i could do it
4: i just don't have, you know have the time
0: maybe there'll be some libertarian ladies that'll register for that I too i suspect huh? though
4: the then the numbers will be pretty good there
0: all right 800-259-9231 let's go to a story that you had mark about atheism apparently one illinois state legislator is very upset about this whole idea of atheism.
4: Yep. there's. Um, I've seen several articles on this. I've got one from uh, thefriendlyatheists.com, which isn't the sort of site I would frequent, but uh, I did kind of like the way they put it together. Outspoken atheist Rob Sherman, who with his daughter filed a lawsuit that eventually put a stop to the mandatory moment of silence, was back in Illinois General Assembly on Wednesday. He was there arguing uh, Governor Rod Blodjecek's, uh million-dollar grant to the uh, Pilgrim Baptist Church, which was given to them via the more secular Loop Lab School. Shadiness all around. Anyway, he got into an exchange with Representative uh, Monique Davis, a Democrat of Chicago. You won't believe what she said. Davis, I don't know what you uh, have against God, but some of us don't have much against him. We look forward to him and his (laughs) blessings, and it's really a tragedy. It's tragic when a person who is engaged in anything related to God, they want to fight. They want to fight prayer in school. I don't see you, that's Sherman, fighting guns in school, you know. I'm trying to understand the philosophy that uh, you want to spread in the state of Illinois. This is the land of Lincoln. This is the land of Lincoln where people believe in God, where people believe in protecting their children. What you have to spew and spread is
0: extremely
4: dangerous. It's dangerous. Dangerous. Sherman says, what's dangerous, ma'am? Well, it's dangerous that the progression of this state, and it's dangerous for our children to even know that your kind of philosophy exists. Oh. now you go to court and fight uh, kids to have the opportunity to be quiet for a minute but damn if you'll go to court to uh, fight for them to keep guns out of, uh, out of their hands I'm fed up get out of that seat so uh, basically the woman uh, you know made this what the hell was that rambling nonsense I <laughs> could barely understand it <laughs> well she was upset yeah. and she she feels that atheism is uh it's dangerous and that uh, it, it's, it, it's extremely dangerous and shouldn't be spread to their children
0: yeah, libertarian's kind of dangerous in the same way, in that it uh, encourages people to question uh, their circumstances, question their beliefs, question authority, and that could be ex- extremely dangerous to uh, the government. People, maybe we should ban the Libertarian Party and ban all Libertarian organizations and ban all discussions of uh, libertarianism. Well,
4: and she wants to ban guns. Did you hear? Her? She, I mean, she like she's upset with the idea that kids could get guns. And then right here she says, "Davis, you have no right to be here. We believe in something you believe in destroying. We believe in des- you believe in what, destroying what, destroying God." Right, uh, the belief in God? I don't know. You believe in destroying what this state was built upon, but she wants to get rid of guns. I'll tell you, ma'am, that state that you have there was built upon kids owning guns. Really, really? Kids? Young people? Yeah, young people went out with rifles. Are you kidding? I got my first rifle when I was 12. Nick? Thirteen. Yeah, what the hell? You know, there, you can believe that there were ten-year-olds running around the land of Lincoln, shooting squirrels and feeding their fam- helping to feed their families in, in that state when it was being built, when Abraham Lincoln was growing up in a log cabin.
0: If it weren't for guns, Abraham would still be alive today. Whatever. <laughs> so, so would a lot of rapists and killers. So she's not actually proposing to do anything as far as banning atheism this is just her opinion it's not like she's proposed a piece of well, legislation legisl- no no the the guy uh, the gentleman
4: sherman was uh, trying to uh, get rid of uh, it, well, what was it it was uh, he was he was questioning the impropriety that was going on as far as uh, uh, these uh, faith-based Initiatives being getting funded money by from government taxpayers. money, and this lady essentially, you know, she just hates him because he's an atheist. Mm. He's a, uh, you know, sort of a, uh, you know, legislative atheist. Yuck! I'm sorry to hear about all that. Yeah. Your thoughts, Mark? Uh, that I, I think that uh, the government has no business in the area of religion and should not be funding a faith-based organization. But they're doing good work. Um. Well, they're helping poor people. They're doing it in an inefficient manner because they're getting government funds. They don't have to compete in the marketplace for their uh, for the non for profit funds like other places do, and that's you well, know
0: where are I, all the atheist organizations? Th-
4: there aren't that many atheists out there, but there are plenty of secular organizations. That much is true.
0: You're right. Uh, although I think there are probably more atheists than some people might believe, especially as you break down, uh, if you drill down the demographics to the younger demographic, I think you'll find that there are, if not people describe them, who describe themselves as atheists, but certainly people who have no particular religious belief, the the unchurched, uh, so to I speak.
3: I know very few people who actually believe in the Bible. Yeah, you know, I know a lot of people. A lot of people don't call themselves atheists, but they're agnostics or whatever. They're not yeah, very. Most people concerned. don't spend any
4: time on this subject. You know, we're the we're the sort of philosophers of this uh, generation, and and we you know we want to put the names on and that kind of thing. But my wife, she doesn't really believe anything as far as God goes. She she doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't plague her. God plagues me. I was you know raised in a um a, a very church going home, and I went to private school, and I think about these things.
0: See, when, if it weren't I'm, for atheism, you wouldn't think about these things. You wouldn't be plagued, Mark. You'd be happily loving Jesus. I, I would believe some kind of
4: fallacy, like we're all going to be judged on the last day of time. Like, uh, you know, God's going to be the judge, and think Jesus, how much happier Jesus is going to be the lawyer for all the Christians, and, and, and I don't know who the hell is going to be the prosecuting attorney. But, but you uh, wouldn't have all that mental turmoil anymore, Mark. Right. I just See, be- it's all the atheist's I just believe fault. a bunch of nonsense.
0: But at least you'd believe it, and then you wouldn't have any
4: issues. Uh, Well, I'm I'm sorry, I don't believe in dumbing down people in order to
0: uh, make things go a little easier. Well, apparently she does. She probably doesn't think it's dumb. She doesn't want those dangerous ideas out there causing kids to question things. If you want to chime in here, 800-259-9231.
3: And it is important to realize that without the public schools, without putting education in the hands of the government, we wouldn't have this conflict where secular parents are pitted against religious parents. Because Mm. I can understand, personally, I don't have a problem with... They- students praying in school as long as it's not mandatory. I prayed At, in
4: school every several times a day when I was going to school from kindergarten through eighth grade The the teacher would lead it,
3: and you know that was fine and dandy, yeah and frankly, I mean, if they want to have a meditation time or a quiet moment, I'm not really the kind of person I'm an atheist myself. I'm not the kind of person who goes out there and really cares because to be honest, my interpretation of church state separation is it's not quite as airtight as some atheists try to make it out to be, because there are atheists out there who are very much in the political left, and they want to make everything very PC. So any reference to God anywhere, you know, even the mention of God in the classroom, some teachers have to be on their toes. I don't think that's right either, because... You're not forcing religion on someone necessarily just by bringing it up. The problem is the
0: state. I mean, the problem is that the state exists and these government schools exist to where these different groups can be contentious with one another over the control of the government schools. And as long as government schools continue to exist, these problems will continue to manifest. So that's what we need to focus on. Instead of separating church and state, let's just get rid of the state, and then you can go and have whatever church you want. 800-259-9231. Bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. Bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those, including the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've sent us their validated photo and prove they listen to the show. Go to shrine.freetalklive.com, see what it's all about. dot shrine.freetalklive.com, and let's go to... One of the ladies who's been calling this show for a long time that has never sent in her photo for the shrine. It's Paula in Florida. Paula, when are we going to get a picture from you?
13: I don't know, hon. but there's just something I want to say oh, to both of y'all. Talk is about that, shelving is that, that one. <laughs> is, is that we're all God's children and he loves us. And I've been with Jesus three times myself. What do you, you mean? been it, with him? Like in a, yeah, com- in, in, yeah. in a biblical man- manner? No. I, I in a was sexual di- way? I, I was dying of Hong Kong flu a long time ago. Hong Kong and My, flu? my immune system couldn't fight it. And he showed up. He, I mean, he, he, I, I went into a coma for three days, my husband said. And I woke up, and there he was. Oh, and he was on my bed. And anyway, um, he asked me, he do, said... So like, wait,
0: wait, wait, you mean Jesus was at the yeah, side of your yeah. bed? Was he was he on the cross or was he just kind of standing there? No, he he was.
13: I I woke up and I saw something sort of red. Look next and look up, and there he is.
0: Was he white or black? We've been wondering this.
13: He is. We are the Celtic tribe. Okay. Who's we? We 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 are we are the Anglo Saxons. Okay.
4: So Jesus has red hair.
13: He has (laughs) reddish blonde hair. There you go. But I, anyway. he,
4: I would have guessed he was a Sephardic Jew, but, you know, no, I'm crazy. Uh-uh, no. What did he the, say the to you, Israelite, Paula? What? The
13: Israelites are Celtic, huh? We're the Celtic line. Celtic. What did he yeah. say?
4: How'd the Celts get it down in uh, near
0: like uh, Jerusalem and stuff?
13: It's because we showed up in oh, the Middle details, East. Oh, details,
0: details, Mark. I want to find right. out what Jesus See, said I, get, in the, get the bedroom. Get on
13: ancientmanuscripts.com, and you'll get all the information on this, okay?
0: On the Jesus visiting you in the no, bedroom?
13: No, no. About, That's about what our, I want to know about. Our, about our all right, so you anyway. woke up in the middle of
0: the night. Jesus no, it was, it in, was
13: in early in the morning. And early in the morning. Uh, yeah, and I uh, woke up, and there he was, and so he started talking. He says, well, are you ready to go? And I had my mm. kids' pictures there with me, uh, oh. and I looked at my kids' and I said, well, no, I said, I want to stay and raise my babies. And so he just smiled at me. And he said, okay, and he left. And then I had, uh, that I had to have surgery, and I have hemophilia from all the intermarriage in the House of David. Oh, no. And so anyway... My doctors were scared to death. I was going to bleed to death. Wait, you said and you had so,
4: hemophilia from uh, incest? No, yeah, in the house of David.
13: Yeah, the, there's been 2,000 years of intermarriage. Okay? That's gross. But anyway, uh, my doctor was scared to death, and so um, I, I was in the room that they put you in right before you go into surgery, and so I was just laying out. So wait thought, a minute.
0: You had Hong Kong. What was it? Flu or now, fever?
13: I, I, I had the Hong Kong fever, and my immune system couldn't fight it, and I got uh, got an infection so bad it went around my heart. You know, I, I see. And my lungs real bad, hmm. and, my, and my immune system couldn't fight it. And so anyway, he just – Do you, you actually know, have he,
0: to go to Hong Kong to have this cure? Absolutely not. No, put, it, it was
13: – this, <laughs> this happened way back in – Side-tracking her. This happened in the 60s, okay? It, it hit here. Hmm. But anyway, uh the thing is, um I had to have surgery, and so I, I'd say goodbye to everybody. I didn't think I was going to make it. And so was anyway, the doctor's
0: name Hong Kong Fui? Oh, no,
13: my my doctor was a Jew. Okay, but anyway, <laughs> the thing is I've uh, known him all my life. But anyway, my dad was a doctor too. But anyway, um I was laying there, and uh, all of a sudden, I looked over to the right, and it was sort of dark. It was early in the morning, like six thirty in the morning, seven o'clock. Anyway, um, a light appeared, and all of a sudden, there he was. Again, and he walked. And he walked over to me, and he said, don't be afraid. He says, I'm here with you. And he bent down. He put his arms around me and held me. And, I mean, my whole body just went warm like I was in an electric blanket. Hmm. And, anyway, uh, he left. And so they came and got me to go to surgery. The fear was gone. And my doctor went in there for, like, it was a three-hour surgery it was supposed to be. He comes running out after 45 minutes to my husband. He said, I don't know what happened there. He said, she only bled one drop of blood, so she's fine. She's in recovery. That's an amazing and story, anyway, Paula. Here's my question never, for you. I never even felt like I even had surgery. I was up walking up and down the hallway and what my says that's my an amazing says,
0: re- recovery story now i just as an aside and then and then,
13: and then he appeared again um my it. old grandson he had come here You're to nice. a minister to tell us about him coming and so uh we found i found out about the minister of what what actually happened i got in touch with him and uh i've got it on tape and anyway um he was with him for like three hours talking and so anyway um when my grandson died um I was in there with him. And, okay, and why
0: did the Jesus let your grandson die, but you got to live? He was murdered. Oh wow! Okay.
13: By well, So but Je- anyway,
0: so Jesus couldn't help him out then on that one.
13: Well, is is what happened? Okay, is that he was kidnapped?
0: Here's my question for you, Paula. Now, what if you've had th- at least three experiences where you yeah. claim to have seen Jesus, I and I believe you? Okay, him. I believe him. you. But what if uh, a Muslim, for instance, claims to have seen Muhammad? Uh, would that be – is that possible? Is it possible yeah, that think one – I it is,
13: yes. Well, I mean, we're spiritual beings, okay? Okay. We're in a carcass. We're all spiritual so beings. So it's
0: not one one size fits all. You you don't believe that your religion is the right religion, and if they don't believe in your religion, they're all going to hell? You don't subscribe to that uh, viewpoint?
13: No. Oh,
0: that's great. I mean, I'm glad to know God's that. We're all God's
13: children. He loves all of us. I mean, he just doesn't love just one or two people. He loves all of us.
0: Good to know. That's he, a very positive he, viewpoint, Paula. Many Christians don't have that viewpoint. He put us all here for
13: a reason. He put us all here, okay? And he gave us everything that we've got to have. And so, people don't, maybe, you know, I guess I was raised in the church all my life, but the thing is is that, you know, why why would you hate somebody because they love somebody or they believe in somebody? I mean, I, what, I, it doesn't make sense the, to me. I haven't
4: been able to figure out. Paula, do you believe in hell? I mean, for, I, yes, for human beings. There is a hell,
13: but you can get out, believe it or not. Really get out of hell. How's
0: so, that? What?
13: Uh, that's why I'm gonna tell you. Go on ancientmanuscripts.com. dot com. How
0: do you get in in the first place?
13: Well, because you you go against God's laws.
0: Hmm. But don't the different religions uh, disagree on the God's laws? How do you know I, what I God's laws are? I think we
13: basically are? all have the same beliefs. I really do. Hmm. I mean, we all we, we all know that you know we're supposed to love God with all of our heart, and and I mean we're supposed to do you know the right thing, and I think that some people have just been misled.
0: Interesting viewpoints, Paula. Thank you for the story tonight. We certainly appreciate it. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. It's always nice when you uh, come across the Christians that that actually don't believe what you typically hear, and that is, if you don't believe what I believe, you're going to hell. It's always nice when you come across the more reasonable ones like that. Uh, let's continue with your phone calls. Talk to Jeremy in Montana, listening on KGEZ. Hey.
14: Hey guys, how's the weather out there this evening? It's beautiful. It, it's been
0: it was great today. So Jeremy, what's beautiful. your re, what's your religious belief system?
14: Well, um I, I I'm kind of broken between, you know, I think the Jesus thing is real good and but then I look at all the blood and all the you know, violence that goes behind Christianity and that kind of makes me uh I don't know shy from it a bit if you might want to say that
2: there you
0: go. Um, but, so you you don't have a church that you go to or anything like that you are the one of the unchurched
14: well my my bible does occasionally call me and i think i uh, i read it more to just um try to keep some sort of even moral state of mind than anything because sometimes i want to go ballistic and, <laughs> and i know <laughs> what know, he means but, um but anyway i called about this card that um india I believe is producing.
4: What's producing? Uh, Who's producing it? This is the one on uh, compressed uh, air.
14: Yeah, compressed air. Who's doing uh, this? I, on, uh, I think it's India that's. Uh, the they're not India. mass. Pro- they're not mass producing it, but I mean, it's like they got this high tech uh, pressure tank, and they can fill it up with um, you know lots of air real quick and get How you far will down go? the road. Uh, I'm not sure I, I I thought I seen something that said it was like two hundred and fifty miles
2: or damn
14: something like that. So that that's that's pretty good.
0: Yeah, that would you be know, really I cool. I mean I mean if you could get vehicles to run off of compressed air, you don't need a fuel source anymore. There's plenty of plenty air it, around
14: That 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 eliminates the concern with um, you know, um Accidents on freeways with uh, you know like nuclear packs on them that <laughs> yeah, heat that water. That really eliminate that concern. Like. Yeah, that's and, an interesting
0: and, uh, point, Jeremy. Do you know what the name of the car is? Is that the Nano? Is that the, I can't remember else. what it is. I, I, I'm
14: not exactly sure. I, my computer. Look up down compressed air temporary. India. There you, you go. go. Find that'll do it, right. Jeremy.
0: Thanks that, for the that, clue tonight. We appreciate I'm... the call as always. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That would be cool because then. I mean, you wouldn't even need a gas station anymore. You could just have a little air compressor unit or so, or something like that. Sure, and
4: you couldn't, and that thing wouldn't blow apart and kill uh, people with shrapnel in a in a wreck either.
0: Well, I have mean, you ever seen a, uh, have you ever
4: seen seen what a uh, uh, an oxygen tank for? It's not oxygen, actually, A compressed air tank does for uh, a divers when uh, the top gets knocked off of it. It's like a freaking torpedo.
0: Yikes. Yeah. 800-259-9231. I trust the market will make those devices uh, safer and safer every single year. So, kind of exciting. I like that idea. More coming up. You can take control. Bring up anything, even in the remaining moments of the show. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the Cycle CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, and if you like the show, want to help support Free Talk Live, then we invite you to shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. When you enter Amazon through that link, Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. On anything you buy, 41 categories to shop in, new items, used items, whatever you load into your shopping cart, Free Talk Live gets a cut if you start your shopping experience at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. That's Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. We go to your phone calls, amp Line. It is Mac in Georgia. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Mac. How's it going, guys? Hey, hey What's on your mind tonight?
15: Um, Looking at Larry King Live on CNN, and they're still talking about the um read that the Texas State authorities did um, over the
2: weekend.
15: Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is something that the government could say they they got um they have a win. Unfortunately, this this is kinda like a basketball game and this like government ten, the people eleven billion.
0: The I government mean, ten, the, government the people what?
15: Win. I'm
0: huh? sorry, I missed that. The government ten and the people what?
15: 11 billion.
0: 11 billion? The people win? <laughs> How do the people win? In,
15: in other words, the government's not gonna win, you know, this is one of the very few times I could say that the government is doing doing what they say they would do you know
2: you're I mean, saying I'm, the government did something
15: me
0: good me. in this case?
15: I mean, I'm not for from me, but you know, as like you say, do no harm. There's other ways to go about doing doing a particular religion um aside from abusing kids and everything.
0: Well, now wait a minute. So you suggest, are you suggesting that there was some harm done here? Let's leave aside the allegations of of, uh, of rape because that was what the uh, the uh, allegation was that prompted the raid. But let's let's say that there ha- was no rape going on, and are you saying that they are doing wrong by believing a bizarre religion? No,
15: no, 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 no. no. I'm saying that they wasn't doing anything wrong. Then the government should butt out. I'm with you there.
4: It's, it's just so difficult to know what the hell is going on in this weird little compound. Uh, it's very off private. In the, the desert of uh of Texas and you know somebody somebody made an allegation and I you know I, I if somebody's getting raped or or, or uh, somebody's getting uh, you know forced to do something, I'm fine and dandy with the government going in. However, um I you know it they they haven't even been able to produce the person that was supposedly uh, still, made the complaint. They,
3: they still have not. That, not at the time that I the the complaint's quite believable given other it is quite trials have gone through with this particular. Well, I don't sect. know it's,
4: it, what they 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 say accessory to rape, but what the rape that they say that they're talking about is um you know kids marrying um uh, adults and that's how they do it in their society. I don't think it's any any more
3: strange than them doing it in other societies like Papua New Guinea. Right, but we don't live in Papua uh. New Guinean. You can't force people yeah, to marry. but Those people.
4: people have their own little city. <laughs>
3: I I understand that, but that doesn't necessarily make it any more right that, to send a 13 year old girl to be married to some 50 year old well, and have her. What does send mean? Force her to. They don't have well, a choice. Well, 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 they have a choice if they wish they to. They can leave. If they want to leave. Oh, well, maybe. Well, according to who? Warren Jeffs before they convicted them? I mean, well, according he's pretty to the- much fessed up to what to. They don't have guards
0: on duty 24 hours a day to keep people in in this place, and there are more kids and women than there are men, so it wouldn't be hard for them to leave if they wanted to. It's just they've been brainwashed into not leaving.
3: And sometimes. Some of them no, do I'm, leave.
15: I to decide, you know, Warren Jeffs is the person who was, you know, the head of this fundamental state, mm-hmm. and, you know, he was arrested, I think, about a year, but no, less than a year ago, on charges of um, being inserted to a rape. <laughs> He's never getting out, but um, you know. Was it real necessary. rape
0: or was it uh, statutory rape? Do you know? I think it's a little bit of both, but um.
15: Well, it was a statutory rape charge,
4: but they want you to believe that um, everybody was forced, and I just don't know that I do. Yeah, I don't think so either. Not but you know, the, the
15: police department in um, Colorado City, you know, they were they were disbanded around the same time because um, I'm trying to remember oh that um they had a. The town is basically, on outskirts of the town. Is, they have another one. of These um cults, sects, Mormons, whatever.
2: Mm-hmm.
15: That you know the police were, the police were writing the and just saying that you know we'll protect the people. You know we worship you, and it caused a real, it caused a real problem with the with professional, with the peace officers. Um, You're saying the police were working. You're saying
3: yeah, the were. police were working with the cultists. Yeah. The police were yeah. the cultists. They all—they <laughs> run a city. The, the city history, government yeah. and the police are all. That's—that's that's the problem wow. with this. Is that there's nowhere to go. You're in the middle of the desert and you're in this compound that they is don't a have city. combustion
4: engines in El Dorado,
0: Texas. <laughs> <laughs> they might not on the
3: compound. <laughs> Sixteen-year-old, fifteen-year-old, fourteen-year-old girl. I, saw, I think you're being a little. You're. I think you're taking the side of the crazy cultists, which is no what no they no are. No. A little well, bit too much. They, Max, they thank are you crazy, crazy cultists. cultists. I, you're, you're, I, no incl- doubt you're inclined at all. to but they doubt also the have, um,
4: They also have. these. Uh, the, the these org- I, I'm doubting the government. You're damn right. Yeah, I am. you're inclined um, to doubt you, them, you know, even if they're telling you something true. They have is these uh, not-for-profit organizations. I, I believe it's Operations Smiles, which takes care of the young boys. Are you telling me that those people aren't going in there with their cars and you know when they in this this. Town that's run by these nuts the and, police saying, turned, and offering the women. Um, and, uh, hey, hey, if you want to, if you want to go, get in the car right now.
3: The police will turn you around. Uh, for, for what? They're members of the fundamentalist t- t- turn me ch- around. Ch- wait, where? You,
4: they don't let anyone come in the town if at all.
3: There are people who do work, especially I know with the Colorado, uh, the Colorado example. They do have people who were former escapees trying to get girls out. When they drive in there, they know who you are. When the sheriff pulls you over. You're turning around, or you're getting cuffed. Look, he's a a law enforcement officer, and when they use force, it's bad, and when they don't use force, it's okay. Right, I understand that. I'm just a little bit skeptical that you can really make the claim that there wasn't some force going on in that compound. I I don't know. Societal
0: force isn't force. Well, societal force. Right. There's not. You mean brainwashing? That's not force. Uh, no, nope, it's, not it's even just a person who believes you, something. You, yeah, I
3: think it's so hard to believe that maybe there were some threats that went around if a girl I don't find it hard to believe, to believe at to all. Um, and, you know, if they can, if they can prove the something was probably, like that, I'm
4: for it. Wait a minute. There wait. is a problem, but
0: they minute. can't even find the accuser. What if the threat was, well, if you leave the compound, you're going to hell? That's not really a threat of violence in any particular way. It's just sort of a like a mental... Uh, Maybe like a mental mental threat of some sort. It's, yeah. is, it's psychological, psychological
3: abuse. Uh, yeah, assuming that. But Mark here believes in, I believe you believe in statutory rape limits at some point. And, and some it, of these there's, girls there's are definitely, point. especially because you feel that young people can be manipulated. But in this particular case, since it's uh, you know a church versus the government, do you have a problem with the way this was applied? Um, w- w- what was the question? You have a problem with the way statutory rape was applied in this case. Why? Because it sounds like the perfect I example for why. I do have a problem with, why. Um,
4: with the the uh, attacking people for their culture. Um, when you're talking about having sex with, four, you know, uh, older men having sex with 14-year-old girls, it is not unheard of. It, you know, it's been done in our past. It's, it's done in other countries. And the fact is, these people, in Canada. Are, the, these people are separated. They just happen to be on the piece of dirt we call the United States. That doesn't mean that they should have to to live by our cultural rules you know
0: i just
3: I as just don't bizarre think they as do.
0: their as bizarre as their activities might so be I'm think mark so you
3: think if it was a cultural church thing then men could have sex with 10 year old boys um, and we shouldn't be able to really interfere
0: it's but, not of my business personally what goes on in someone's little family i mean if that's what they want to do with their lives and that's their business if you care that much mark? you should go and rescue them nick
3: oh i'd be willing to yeah okay but great. It, but, well, there it might, you go. but it might i mean you might come to force of arms you never know i mean when you got people living on the compound they're likely to Risk be you, you anyway have to that. take
0: if you care that much you're going to put your life on the line to rescue these kids right
3: i I wouldn't turn it down if I had a way to get there. That's great. Did I got I, just, I got enough it stuff it.
0: to deal with in my own life to to worry True. about what some religious nuts are doing on their compound. You know, I feel sorry for the kids that are born into that, but there are kids born into awful situations uh, across the world. We can't save every single one of them.
3: I'm not disputing that. I'm just saying that I can tell you that 10-year-old boys
4: are getting buggered by uh, older boys in, uh, in 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 Middle East countries and things like that. I mean, there's 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 in in some of those countries and some of those cultures over there you know, it's it's okay. That's yeah, what they do. In, in
3: some cultures, it's okay <laughs> to stone a woman to death for showing her ankle. That doesn't make it right either. Force and culture are two different things. So you don't think there's any point where having sex with a child equals force? So you could have I sex do. with a two-year-old. I do think that there's a <laughs> okay, point. Okay, okay. So, but the ten-year-old boy is not quite doing that for you? That's 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 force. Okay. For so so the, those concerned. people in the Middle are using force it, by your... It by depends your, on how
4: old the the person that they're but, I I think from physiologically that a ten year old boy would have a problem with that. Yeah. Like generally
3: it, it, speaking, you could assume that they aren't really willing participants. So yeah, those people are using force. Do, do
4: I think that no ten year old boy has ever um, willingly had sex? I'm not sure that I think that. But generally speaking, you would generally make the assertion if, that if there was if the if there was enough of a disparity in age, I would assume that. Yeah.
3: Okay. So that's the point I'm making. Is that this is this particular case? Assuming it's, the government allegations are true. Sure, I'll give you that. Right. But assuming the government allegations are true,
4: which they will have to prove. But you know, the, the thing is, is I just don't believe the people making the allegations either.
3: You know, it's kind of hard because you can't really believe the government because they're the government; and they, they tell lie lies. all the time. But then you've got this, you know, this this cult with some very bizarre beliefs that have you know some questionable areas there coming oh, from themselves. Yeah. So.
0: All I know is I don't want to pay for it all. I don't want I don't want to have anything to do with it. They can go and have their crazy cult, and I don't want to pay for the government's enforcement or any of that. And it's a mess of a situation. And they were living fine before all this stuff happened. We'll see you tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. The Cynic says,
12: I started losing my hair, and there was nothing I could do. I wore a baseball cap because I was self-conscious. The Believer says, I started using Avicor two months ago, and already I'm regrowing my own hair. My bald spot is going. No caps for me. Are you a cynic? AvaCore's formula is FDA approved to regrow your own hair in as little as two months. AvaCore's topical formula contains the only ingredient approved by the FDA to regrow hair without risk of sexual side effect. Call right now and ask about getting a free month supply of AvaCore and receive Boost just for trying AvaCore. Boost can make your hair visibly thicker with its first application. Call 1-800-451-8920. That's 1-800-451-8920. This is a limited time offer, so call now. Call 1-800-451-8920. 1-800-451-8920.
2: Or log on to avacorradio.com.